The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. G'day, this is Eugene. You're listening to the intermediate line with Chris and Valtzi. This episode of The Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project, the only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. Just finished learning the saxophone solo in Careless Whisper. <laughs> that is great music, actually. That is ah, a fantastic one. Yeah, I nailed it, man. My neighbours love it. It's great. Really? Yep. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a George Michael fan, are you? Or what? No, not at all, man. I just love that song. I think it's great. You know. Yeah. And then, um, and then I like to. Uh, I'm going to start off with the synthesizer and start learning. Wake me up before you go go tomorrow. Ah, yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, just just on that note, mate. Speaking of guys who like Wham and, and George Michael, did you hear how uh, Daniel Mamrot's um, uh, Bucks party went? Rugged, I heard. Rugged. <laughs> yeah, I heard the next day things were pretty rugged for them dudes. I spoke to the man. He accidentally video called me, and I spoke to the man pre Bucks night. It was Bucks Ooh. day. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, like things hadn't taken off yet. Like the good brother Mitchell. Um, yeah, the guy looks like uh, Nick Cave. He hadn't shown up yet. Um, yeah, but they, but he's a bad there. guy, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. He's the, yeah, he's the <laughs> multicolored sheep of the family. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, c- congratulations to Dan Mam for uh, becoming a man. Becoming a man? Becoming a man. Becoming a man as he come of age. When is the nuptial not being tied? <laughs> oh, only he can know. tell. <laughs> what do you think of guys who have their uh, their bucks night like you know a month or two out from their wedding? You know, do you think that's a safe option? Or are they are they playing it safe, or are they just got mad mates and they just can't take the risk? What is it? I, I had mine the week before. Did you have yours the night before? Did you? Uh, the week before, mate. Yeah. 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 I mean, least time for, for eyebrows to grow back and shit like that. Um, yeah, it, it, just the usual thing. Uh, nothing, nothing too bad happened on my bucks. Uh, there was no, you know, chaining to the to the um, to the light pole. I thought that might have happened. I got some crazy mates. Don't worry about that. 
Um, but yeah, they uh, they were all good to me. I've got to thank them for that. I'm eternally grateful for that. Yeah, my mates yeah. organised a, a a pub crawl, and on the first pub, they yeah. made me, they made me wear a chartreuse green uh, Tinkerbell thing. I, I got stripped down, luckily just to my boxes, and they dressed me and they they parked the pub like. If, if people who won't know the area, like I went to the Landsborough pub, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, let's just say it's not exactly a tourist pub. There's a lot of lot of bikes out the front, yep. <laughs> and um, they they parked the bus around the corner. They made me walk in there and grab a beer, wearing a tutu dress. And man, I was pretty lucky. My mates rocked up after. There was some some dudes there that were pretty keen to um, show off in front of their friends. Let's put it that way, you know. <laughs> And that was the that was the, they made me walk into every pub. After that, for the entire day, we started at ten a.m. and uh, finished well and well into the night. But yeah, nice, it was pretty, pretty rugged. But um, yep, yeah. You know it. what they say, mate. If you're gonna drink all day and all night, you gotta start early. So, you do, mate. Start early. Yeah. <clears throat> ten a.m. opening time here in Queensland, most pubs. So. Yep. Yeah. Good yeah. <laughs> That's probably worked out quite well from then. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have heard him howling around the corner anyway. Everyone was pissing themselves <laughs> laughing. I would have pissed myself laughing too. I hated it. I did not like that one bit. <laughs> but I knew, I knew that the uh, the lesser evil was in the pub than the bus, that's for sure. <laughs> what happened in the bus, mate? Oh, nothing, man. They're just, they're just loose dudes, man. And it's just, um, you know, nothing really bad, too bad happened after that. Yeah. You know, but, um... It was just pretty much on par with that the whole time, really. You know, wild, yeah, mate. Hey, just wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one, dude. Um, uh, heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. So, um, what have you been up to? You been fishing? Doing anything exciting? Oh, I certainly have been fishing. Yes, I have, sir. Yeah. Where'd you go? What'd you do? I went. Uh, I went freshwater fishing. I thought I'd mix it up a little bit and go back to an, an old haunt, um, mm-hmm. local empowerment. I, li- I like to leave the Saratoga alone, as people would know on this show, through their breeding times. Um, right. That's Which just year? My, well, that's that's between um, uh, October, October to January. Yeah. Um, and that's my personal choice, and that's a, that's a choice that I would like to see others follow, but I wouldn't impart on anyone. But um, mm. I left it alone. I went for a while. I, I, I could have gone back early, but I, I just um, uh, I got a certain pattern uh, formula, if you like, in, in my my mind for that place. Cause it's so pressured that the bite window is so small. That I only go back if the conditions are perfect. And uh, got that window, and uh, yeah, went and got a few fish. It was good. And um, yeah, I got a. I've been fishing a fly that is, let's say, unorthodox. Given all the years that I've fished it, and to the people that I know that fish it, and mm-hmm. it's been it's been fishing really well. That fly, like it's bl- kind of blowing me away how well it's fishing actually. Right. Got any yeah. uh, got any hints you want to share, mate? Oh no, I'm not putting that fly up, man. I yeah, it's it seems to be fishing too well. <laughs> I really respect that place. I don't want people to go and kill it. So it's, uh, apologise, yeah. people. If you're looking for a handout of advice and. Oh, remember the comment that we got on um, on Instagram? It just reminded me is about that dude who complained that we talk shit too much and we don't we don't talk about uh, information so much. So for that dude, Richard Cranium, I really apologise. <laughs> I just noticed with that guy that if you spell his name backwards, it's three two one spying on you. And um, <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. Go spell it backwards. Like look at it in a mirror or something. You know. Um, yeah, he's uh, well. I'm assuming it's a he. Um, yeah, don't don't know 
uh, who, who their beef is particularly with. If it's you, if it's me, if it's the, the podcast as a whole, I don't care. Um, but yeah, just uh, spying on you, I hope, uh, hope one day you can reveal yourself and, um, and do something courageous like, you know, maybe start a podcast have 200 plus hours of free content um you i think know. he's deleted his um oh no oh yeah spying on you three two one spying on you i see it now yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. clever yeah what a champion richard Man, cannon <laughs> dick cannon that's, yeah um, I, I had a laugh about that i i can't help but think it's a g up but, he's got yeah. 39 followers but he's not following anyone and he's got no posts but yeah. he's got a got a picture of a leaping snapper that seems Ooh. legit. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's real cool. Yeah, but anyway, I got a. I end up getting a. I don't know. I didn't measure it, but like a, a mid mid seventies toga, and then a nice bass, then a, then a couple other small mid sixties togas, and then I decided to get off the water. Yeah, good yeah, one. I got off the water by about ten. And um, yeah, I got on there about I don't know. So I launched the boat at six thirty, six o'clock, six thirty, or something like that. So. Just fish for yeah. about three hours. Yeah, shit. Okay, that's that's a good result. Good result. Yeah. I'm slightly envious because um, I'm I'm enduring a lockdown at the moment. Um, lockdown. Yeah, the area I, I live in is has uh, had some active COVID cases with community transmission. I, I don't know what the future holds. We might be lucky and get out for for Easter at this stage. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we had a lot of experience from Victoria, our friends down there, about what not to do. And, you know, there's been a lot of people sort of washing their hands and, you know, leaving themselves alone. And, um, and you know, that's uh, hopefully we'll get through this pretty quickly and we can all, all get round to um, living our lives again and until we all get vaccinated and go from there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where I've been, mate. But, you know, with these... Um, with these lockdowns it's uh and being an essential worker too as you know i have to get out and do some stuff but uh yeah it's um no fishing no having fun yeah do you want to tell i'll tell you about someone who's uh really dipped out from this uh covid lockdown and that's um that's poor old andy bolch you know yeah yeah i heard about his his trip over to wa has been cancelled yeah man he yeah epic trip lined up but uh yeah we were only in lockdown for well you guys are only locked down for three days or something originally and originally, on that yeah. yeah on that third day the last day was he was meant to fly out and they canned it man that poor bugger i mean he's, i know he's been dying to do some salt water and um you know it's a dream dream destination for for a lot of salt water anglers so much variety where he was going um x mouth and um yeah, what a shame, poor poor what a, fella. Crying shame, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you, so yeah. Tell, you, tell you what, man. I'd like to, you know, about this, and I'd like to talk about it a little bit. Uh, we don't, you know, we have been last show. We talked a lot about um, about Facebook and navigating social media in regards to it. Um, one of the one of the listeners who who we've spoken to today uh, outside of this, Steve. Shout out to Steve. Uh, how you going, mate? Um, yeah, good dude. Yeah, um, you know, was brought up a couple of points that he that he wanted to sort of uh, talk about on one of the Facebook pages, and far out, man, what a what a reaction Steve got with that, you know, like, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, but you know, look, us and Steve have sort not we nothing to really sort out, but we've been talking in private message and and um, you know, Steve, I want to I want to sort of talk about how 
um, respectful Steve was in his inquiry because he brought up something that didn't sit well with him, but he didn't do it in an attacking way, which I, I commend you, Steve. He, he played the issue, not the people. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. 100% respectful. And, you know, that, I thought that was pretty good. But, yeah, just just go on a bit, mate. What was the, yeah, what was so, the topic about? So the topic was, well, there's two topics, but um, I'll, 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 I'll talk about the, the latter one that he mentioned just quickly first. And, and that was that he, 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 he might have... Uh, paraphrase a little bit for what we talked about and I just want to reiterate in regards to that he mentioned that um, we mentioned in the last show that that unless you're an expert you should comment on Facebook posts and that's that's not entirely true which which you know Steve was quite happy to stand corrected with that from, from why it comes across um, in that that like and, and if I wasn't clear enough with what I said there let me be clear about it I just don't think people with no experience, I don't mean little experience, I mean no experience, should be guiding people with no experience, you know? And I think that's, a, that's, and in the context of the show, I was just basically saying that in regards to people who are learning to fly fish and the minefield that that can offer when mm. these faceless identities like like uh, 321 spying on you can get on there without any sort of um, credibility or any sort of... Uh, uh, validation through photos or videos or fish captures and offer mm. people advice for then people to spend their time and money in heading in that direction. So that was that's a bit of a, a correction and I hope I'm being more clear in, in what I meant to say there. Yeah. Did that come yeah, across no. right I think, there, I think so, yeah, because I, <clears throat> I know I, I heard you make the original comment, you know, and, and I endorse it. Um, you know, obviously I did and that... Basically, what I'm saying is, um, you know, like when you, it's quite easy to to see who's who in the zoo, just by clicking on their photos or whatever. Um, you know, ho hopefully, and I know that that sounds very elitist and might might offend the people who, who you know, aren't as experienced as they think, maybe, or maybe the people who, you know, um, you know, don't they, have maybe they still want to participate. And, and and like yeah. that 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 rules them out from participating in the page. I, I just I don't think so, you know. But um, but maybe that's how they feel. I don't know. Sorry to interject. Well, oh yeah, yeah. No, that that that's good because I was I was getting bogged down there. And we all know someone who speaks shit, you know. And um, and I, you know, I can think of three or four people I know. Oh yeah, I've caught one of them, the biggest one of them ever. Or or you know, I caught that. My favorite is the dude who you know got the one point eight meter barrel. There's not even one photo in his whole collection of. Of a barrel, let alone a 1.8 meter barrel, you know, and yeah. and that that's just the tip of the iceberg, you know, six foot goldies, stuff like that. It's just, come on, you yeah. know. <laughs> you're, you're right. I guess it's a good point to put to interject here and say, like, you know, full disclosure. If you're listening to this show right now, for starters, right at the beginning, we 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 say we've got uh, you know adult concepts or whatever and rude words. You know, there's that as well. But I mean, yeah. you should know now by now. This is this is an opinion piece by us. You know, we're um, we're offering our opinion and, and we try to be entertaining about it, but we try to more so be informative. And the ethos of our show is to get people involved, get people connected, and get people into the sport. Um, yeah. You know, one of the other subjects that was brought up from this was the, the scented flies, and this is what sparked the biggest debate here, really, mm -hmm. um, on that page there. Now, you know, we, me, you, and I have been very clear in regards to this that that, that it's not for us. Okay. Yeah. We have also been very clear that we think that when people don't divulge this, when when we know, <laughs> we in some circumstances we hundred percent know that people that people have used it. 
Now, it's not so much uh, a, a um, it's not so much about the scent. It's about the, the deceptiveness of, of it, or the deception rather of um, of the act of it when you're promoting yourself as as a guru. I guess you could say, you know. Um, so it's not about the act of the of the scent, you know. And 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 when Steve talked about it, he said that he's he's actually brought it up and talked about it on his content. And he's been he's fully disclosed. Yeah. And I you saw know, you write a comment today saying there's nothing more alpha than disclosing. What did you say? Well, maybe you can say. Just, just have the transparency. Say, look, you know, yeah. I, I would never lose respect for someone who goes, yeah, I caught th- I caught this fish on a scented flight. Me neither. That, that's cool. You know yep. what? F- fuck yeah. Do it. Heck yeah. Fill your boots. I don't care. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the fun police. Yeah. You know, and I don't <laughs> hold myself to be the fun police. Yeah. You know? Just take, just that, take a step down there, Volts. But yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> you go. <laughs> no, no. I don't mean take a step away, but just, you know, it's, um, yeah. Look, I mean. I didn't. I didn't take offence to any of that stuff. I, no. Like, um, did the Steve said. Steve, Steve I, I thought it was. On, you know? I thought it yeah. was quite good. In fact, I didn't really take offence from from any of the stuff there, other than the people who put comments there. And I wouldn't even say I took offence. So it's just disappointing that um, because it's ironically, it's along the same lines. When you got people that are commenting that there was a guy that called us tosses, guys that called us precious, guys that called us elitist. I'm thinking to myself, well, you got a podcast that opens up every week with metal and punk rock. <laughs> yeah, 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 we 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 talk about drinking fucking BB. We swear we've had Andy Mills say cunt on our fucking podcast. I mean, um, you couldn't you couldn't get as far away from elitist as 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 us. You know what I mean? Like we really are. I mean, we love the sport. Don't get us wrong. We're super into the sport, but by no means are we walking around like Gestapo saying you must do this. You know? It's, um, yeah. But oh, uh, there was what, there was a comment there about Malcolm Fraser and <clears throat> you know how he turned fly fishing elite. I mean. I don't, I, I don't know if that person's got Instagram or can even bother looking at Chris's page, but, you know, with with respect to, to, to Malcolm Fraser, you know, Chris is almost the complete opposite. You know, you've got the ultimate white collar in Malcolm Fraser. You've got a, you've got a blue collar tradie in Chris, you know, who, <laughs> you know, who, <laughs> yeah, you know, listen thinks, to it. Who thinks Black, Black Flag is the pinnacle of, uh, of our musical uh, of 20th e- century. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, you know, yeah. and so anyway, I guess I guess the thing the thing I found most most uh, disappointing was people who have expressed a strong opinion. And once again, this is not Steve at all, um, but you know, there were some people who just said stuff, um, you know, and and pro- pro- probably you know offered it in in solidarity of of Steve, um, which is testament to his character, but who clearly had not listen to the to the um to the podcast at all um you know let alone the, the whole one podcast the whole podcast they've just taken a little Idiot. bit of a snip yeah, yeah, yeah and and decided that you know we we were self-appointed on on these things so yeah. will, you know on these opinions um, i will say one thing though like it's um uh, there some people took what was said there um as in as in you mentioned in there that um that the igfa does not recognize scent in their rules, right? So some people took that to 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 enhance their own narrative and saying, "Well, I don't chase records." Right. Uh, look, I want to go on here and say that, like, um, you know, I I am grateful that there's a, a a governing body, say, in fly fishing, so to speak. Well, maybe not a governing body, but there's an organisation in fly fishing mm. that creates a, a, a set of rules for it, right? Now, I'm not saying that we should staunchly follow. Well, some people can, some people would like to, and some people like to like impose those limitations on themselves to do that. 
that's great. Mm. Okay, I, I get that, you know. I, but for me, I like seeing that as, as home base, you know. Well, the, I, I like it, I, it's yeah, a baseline. I like, isn't it? Yeah, I like yeah. seeing that as home base, you know. And like, and and if if scent isn't part of that, and if you decide to use that, like maybe you should look at the IGFA as like, you know, the further you drift away from home base, you know, like it's it's we've got to have some sort of set of rules. I guess you can get out in the water and have fun. No one's saying that. I mean, if you've staunched the IGFA rules, that they can't have fun. You know, some people would see those um, those those uh, impositions of rules set upon them on themselves rather to be part of the fun. You know, the um, yeah. you know the, the the limitations of it. You know, but that's that's not for me. And and like it's, it, it may not be you for you two volts, but I voluntarily respect it. And I just thought it was interesting to watch these people go. Well, I don't chase records. Well, neither do I, man. You know, but like it's um. But I, but I do respect the rules, and it reminds me of uh, like you could easily create a complete analogy in regards to golf. I mean, like you got mm. this, you got this game where the idea is to hit a small white ball into a hole with a golf club. It, it's mm. hard to do. I mean, the easiest thing with to do, <laughs> yeah, the easiest thing to do would be to pick that ball up. You know, yeah. You know, and like the the analogy continues. I mean, you could go around and, and like imagine if you're on a golf course and you you saw this guy cruising around where he's um dressed to the dressed got everything that looks the part, looks like a complete pro golfer, and he um yeah. and he and he just he just tees off, then he go runs up, picks the ball up, and then puts it puts it in the hole, and then writes and then he's writing something down on the scorecard. You'd be looking at your mates going, "What the yeah. fuck, man?" You yeah. know, but, but I there's you. rules to prevent that. Oh yeah, but we're choosing not to follow rules. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, but no, I, I don't. I don't follow PGA rules. <laughs> Man, I'm not. Going, I'm not competing in tournaments. I don't. I don't follow PGA rules. Oh my God, what the what the hell's going on? Anyway, I mean, like you could say the whole thing with fishing. I mean, the analogy the analogy continues because in it almost seems like in in this day and age that uh, which is the this is getting back to the show last week is the pitfall for, for beginners is that if that person got on a golfing page online and said I got I, I scored a perfect perfect round I got. I got uh, eagles on every hole, you know, or whatever you yeah. call it, you know, and um, and I bet you most people sit there and go, "Oh, good on you, man, that's cool." And like, um, imagine someone said, "Oh, like, but I, I picked the ball up and I put it in the hole because it was in the sand trap and I can't hit it out of the sand." Oh, that's cool, man. Don't let anyone tell you how to have fun, you know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It, and here's the thing, like for me personally, if I saw that dude do that, I'd think, I think, oh well, that's not what I'd do. I don't lose sleep over it. I don't go around going, "What a dickhead to people," you know. It's um, yeah. which is what I was made to feel like when I read some of those comments there from people who clearly have never listened to the fucking show, you know. <clears throat> and I want to invite myself to open to those guys. Up private message. If you got a real problem with me, private message. I'm cool, ha- happy to. But um, I feel as though that some of you people might have been interested and looking for a reason to whinge or um, or have a go online publicly. But um, yeah, it's cool. But I, at the end of the day, Steve, I think you know commendable the way you way you handle yourself with that mate i um yeah i appreciate it and we're looking forward to having steve on in the future too not to talk about that just talk about his fishery and you know he's got an awesome uh youtube channel which we're going to talk to him about too so you know there's, there's lots of positives come out of that um and you know let me say again for the people who only probably might only listen to five seconds of the show and then express a strong opinion somewhere else um yeah no beef with steve man you know yeah <laughs> he's a yeah. champ and you know, Excellent. like, yeah, but um, yeah, that that's where we stand. We've clarified, you know, our opinion. I think pretty clearly on on both of those issues. Um, um, yeah, uh, we're just trying to help. Um, and yeah, if uh, you know, we're not the fun police. If if that's how you want to have fun, then that's cool. 
But, you know, one of the points I made in, in not my rebuttal, but my explanation was that, you know, say we chose something highly technical, like a, a permit, a tusky, a bastard, something like that. And, you know, those fish can really scrutinise a fly. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure, because we know they love eating crustaceans. If you if you had a bit of catch scent of crushed crab or something, you know, that's going to that's gonna tip the odds strongly in your fav- flavour. <laughs> When uh, when they're looking when they're looking at the fly, I see what, you know, I see what you did there, man. Yeah, Both yeah, we got to hold your nerve. You know, it gives you that. Even you know, even even if there's not any scent on the fly, it might be a small amount, but it just gives you that that edge, that confidence to hold your nerve and not move that fly if that's what you feel needs to be done in that circumstance. But you know, like it is, it is a it is an advantage, um, but it's one I choose not to take. You know, in the same way, you know. I don't use the bumpers when I go 10-pin bowling. You know, I'd rather throw a gutter. And I throw fucking heaps of gutters too, you know. so <laughs> That's, that's so, the like, thing, is it? Yeah. You're right. I mean, like, it's in to put that back into fishing, like, it's, um, I'm happy I'm happy to have a donut than, 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 um, than you sent. That's me personally, you know. Yeah. It's, um, that's it. If I want it, like, you know, to me, I never used them on lures either when I used to fish lures. Um, yeah. And, uh, and to me... It just reminds me of bait, which is the reason I don't like using it. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's. I guess that's it. I don't. I don't look to it towards IGFA, um, but IGFA is something that I would consider uh, a rule base for, for fly fishing. But I don't. I don't consider my fishing and go. I wonder how this complies to the IGFA. Yeah. But I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's good that it's there for discussions like this to fall back on somewhat, yeah. because otherwise it's just. You know, my opinion versus your opinion, really, at the end of the day. And well, it's, um, yeah. if people, you know, just sort of cut in here, you know, if you think you think we're being pious about it or whatever, I'll come out with an admission right now. This is Voltsy coming out. Go to my, my Instagram page. Somewhere down the bottom there is close to the bottom. Um, there's a there's a bit there's me holding about a 20 kilo GT, 40 pound GT, somewhere in that. I caught that ch- off, not chummed. It was off a mackerel boat up at Weeper. This mackerel boat was cleaning its uh, cleaning its day's catch, and every time, you know, they'd, they'd clean up a Spanish, you know, maybe about a meter long. You just throw the frame in the water, and there'd be some big GTs underneath the boat that had learned over time to come and eat. You know, sit under that boat. You're going to get a free feed every harbour. Mm. And um, yeah, man, I, I got that guy throwing a fly, and and the trick was to have that fly hit the water at the exact moment that the um, that the mackerel frame hit the water. And, you know, um, and then you had to get lucky and have the, the GT make a mistake. You know, you had a white fly and a white fish frame and just hope, hopefully that it would eat the, eat the fly rather than the frame. And, it, you know, it took, it took about, I don't know, half a dozen to, to ten maybe mackerel frames to do it. And you know what? I was At the time, I was determined to catch that particular – there was two under there. There was a big GT and a big brassy. I'm not sure which one mine was, but I think it was the brassy. And um, even I call it a GT, it was um, – yeah, to be honest, man, as soon as I got that in the boat, I was, you know, I was happy to land it, but I actually felt pretty empty about it. You know, it was it was sort of not what I wanted my big GT experience to be, and it sort of left left me feeling a bit, you know, um, I use the word suboptimal. Um, and I hope to, you know, give it a proper go in another time. That was a long time ago, man. It was two thousand. How dare you, Volty? How dare you impose how you felt for your fishing on me? How dare you? <laughs> Look, man. If I want to go out, if I want to go and have fun and not fish a burly trail, it's not up to you to tell me to fish a burly trail, mate. Yeah. You, know, you can't make me use scent, mate. 
You know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> you can't make me, man. I don't care if it's the IGFA rules, you know? Like, I, yeah. I choose not to, all right? Yeah. It's funny when it's on the reverse, isn't it? But, uh, you know, chumming yeah. and chumming and burling has come up in, in, um, in controversy uh, quite a bit lately. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's, I think... And let uh, me tell you, too, sorry to jump in again twice. The next day, my, my mate said, you know what, I want to do that. So I went back and did that with him, but I knew it wasn't for me. So I helped him do it, and I was quite happy for him. Um, he didn't get one, but you know, that, that was it, you know, like it was just, you know, I, I don't, I don't really care what you do with your time, mm. you know, but that, that's where, that's what I see it. And I feel like I'd be letting down, um, beginners if they, you know, if, if they do take our advice, um, by saying, you know, these are the rules according to the IGFA. If you follow them, that's your business, but you know, they're the baseline, which, you know, most people operate by. So. There are easy, there are definitely easier ways to catch fish than on fly, you know. And if, yeah. um, you know, if I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to say it, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm ostracising people who use scent either, because mm. I'm, although I'm very strong in my opinion that it's not for me, I, I can definitely respect that that other people use it, you know. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I think we could probably just about leave it there. We've, we've made our point pretty clear, you know. Some people. Some people handle themselves pretty badly on that post. It definitely wasn't Steve, although he's the one who brought up the discussion. Well, not even although, it's just he brought up the discussion and he brought it up well. And I and I wouldn't he, even ask. He didn't him let it level. get personal. He didn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he wanted he wanted a discussion, not an argument. You know, yeah. and a few, few sort of things jumped in, but that's cool. Um, and look, I just want to, in the interest of not being completely ignorant, I just offer a, a counterpoint that, you know, these sort of things are what are how how i'm going to use the word evolution but you know so, sometimes slight bendings of rules or different interpretations can can lead to you know new techniques or or actually you know species that were previously unavailable like say for example say for example black marlin all right i think as far as i'm aware only only Harvey Bay Flats would be the only place in the world where you could probably viably um, target them unteased, you know, which to a traditionalist, you know, teasing them, they might go, well, you're, you're, throwing a, you're throwing a bait at them literally and letting them hit it and then pulling the bait away from them, you know, in a traditional sense. So, like, you know, sometimes slightly bending the rules will, will make previously unavailable species... Um, um, you know attainable but yeah look if if it can be done without it then you know i'd prefer i'd prefer to to just chase them you know using i'm gonna dare i say it, the conventional rules can be done wouldn't you want to know though i mean wouldn't you want to like you said it, uh, with the burly trial stuff wouldn't you want to know that you you hunted a fish down you, you tricked it with yes. a, a fly that's just made of uh you know synthetic or natural materials unscented mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, well, unintentionally centered. I know. So that was a funny other thing with that post is that, that people start to again um, create their own narrative and go, well, you know, I've got um, in my whole fly desk is centered. You know, I've got animal curing products and and that's true resins and stuff like that, and that's all mm -hmm. true as well. You know, but um, but like, I mean, you could okay, well, that's fair enough. Let me rephrase the term: intentionally centered, uh, like yeah. to, to the sense of of what they might be chasing. They're not chasing. I mean, you wouldn't intentionally center it with. Uh, yeah, head cement, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's just part yeah. of the, that's just part of the fly, you know. It's um, yeah. yeah. So you know, so if we have to, if we have to reword it for those people to to keep to keep snookering them around controlling their own narrative, 
I just don't have the fucking energy, man. You know? I got a curveball for you, mate. Yep. Steve Starling got on there and he spoke about um, uh, makes it easier to target carp on fly. Yep. Well, I if I was yeah, I saw I read that too. And and mate, I got a lot of respect for Steve. He's he's a cool dude. And that's and that's that's fine. Uh, I just read that and I thought to myself, well, there's probably easy ways to eradicate them if that was my goal to eradicate carp and to go fishing yeah. to eradicate them. You know, it's um, I would probably yeah. use bait, you know, or something like that. But um, you know, I don't think I don't think I would try to make the fly fishing any easier um, by using by using a scent by using scent. You know, I think yeah. um, I I just don't think I'd be satisfied. It wouldn't be as satisfying as watching one come up to your fly, open its big fucking orange lips and suck it in and you set the hook and go oh yes you know mm-hmm. like if you did that you go well I wonder if that was my fly my materials my cast or the scent you know yeah, yeah. and uh, you could put everything I mean, m- m- me reading the water me coming to the right place everything like that like it's, it's just it's is it the scent Every, everything yeah. so, like you got everything on one side and on the other side of the line the scent you know, did that did that fish not reject that fly quickly because of the scent? Did it think it was? Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I mean, if he's got no problem with it, I guess I, I don't. I, I think ethically, I don't have a problem with it either. It's just not what I do. Yeah, yeah. Look, and and that's the whole point. You know, do what you want, people. But you know, when when it comes, <laughs> when you're in that golf tournament, you got to play by the golf rules. Yeah, and... don't pick up don't pick up the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. frisbee golf, you know. Always. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like if there's a shortcut or whatever, that's cool. No one cares. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, it's anyway. like putting the, it's like putting the inner tube around your skateboard and holding onto it, and then doing you know doing ollies. You know, like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's not the same, dude. <laughs> yeah. For those, well. for those people that think I'm far from elitist, you probably won't know what the fuck I mean there. You know, let's let's face it. Oh man, talk about getting caught in the middle. I've never been called an elitist before. It's just that's that's bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird, man. <laughs> I tell you, man, when I first started fly fishing, like there was, I was just surrounded by older professionals, you know, and no one there was no there was no blue collar dudes. There was there was I remember putting a post up on the Solder Fly Fishing Forum, like a Parkway Drive film clip, and I just got caned, man. And like um, all these older dudes, uh, particularly vagina flow, was sitting there going, "That's disgusting!" And all those dudes, man, I was just like, <laughs> "Okay, so these are the people I'm surrounded with." Sweet. <laughs> so to, to be called elitist is uh, is a new one for me. That's for sure. No, oh, well, here's what it is. Yeah, I, I like it. I want to be called the captain now. The captain. Or the admiral, you know, something like that. Admiral Adam. Yeah, Ad- Admiral Adams. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be asked what I what I'd like every time I answer enter a room as well. <laughs> Admiral, what can I get you? Gin and tonic, thank you. <laughs> a nice yeah. warm glass of Shiraz. Is that how you say it? Shiraz. Shaz. Yeah. Shabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us a glass of Shaz, will ya? <laughs> I don't even cut out for revolts. What you, okay, yeah. so mate, do you want to explain to the guests, guests, who we got on tonight? <laughs> well, here, yeah, tonight we've got on a uh, a young, very keen fly fisherman based in Melbourne. Um, this guy is doing his absolute best to fish as many places for as many species as he can. He's living his best fly fishing life, and with that in mind, he works for one of um, uh, one of the great 
uh, fly fishing tackle wholesalers, that being Manic Tackle. Um, uh, his name is Gus Lappin. Well, we'll, and, we'll get to the bottom of that. It could be Goose. Could be Goose, yeah. We've got, we got to yeah. investigate this. Now, um, yeah, so Gus is, is a cool dude. Um, uh, he's um, He w- lives in Melbourne, but we don't hold that against him because he washes his hands. Probably and um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't and, want to upset anyone. And he, yeah, he works for Manic Tackle. One of our uh, is our um, one of our two sponsors, along with uh, Beast Brushes. And um, yeah, uh, but apart from working for Manic, um, Gus is a top dude, very keen, and um, he uh, he offers a a uh, unique um, perspective on on the industry as a participant and as a um, wholesaler. So yes. yeah, yes, he does. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this intro up and uh, and get our goose or Gus um, on. Ready up. Okay. Makes it really awkward because it sort of amp- amplifies them, and, it, and when it cuts in, it cuts in recording or something, and it just sounds like. You know, that I've been doing nothing or picks up my heavy breathing and people call me Darth Vader, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, folks, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just been listening to Volti Complain About Microphones. If you'd like to hear huh. more about Volti Complain About Microphones, be sure to check out voltamicrophone.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got with us uh, the, the Australian maestro of, of, of Manic Tackle, Gus Lappin. And Gus... How are you? And welcome to the show. And am I pronouncing that right, or have I got to pronounce that um a lot, a lot more, more um, pronounced? <laughs> it's very German, hey. Yeah, uh, boys, thanks for having me. No, I'm well down here. Sun's shining, uh, probably for the last time. Um, but yeah, oh well. Hang on a minute. What's going on down there? Is the, the sun shining for the last time? Oh look, it's winter. It's rolling around real quick down here. I think we've got the last week of it, and um, it went out. Actually, went out for a fish today. So yeah, it was pretty good. Well, let's hear more about that in a moment. But I did. It was ex- surprised to hear that the last, the last time the sun will shine down there. I heard that in Melbourne that you know if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple of hours and it will just change for you. Is that? Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true, without a doubt. So, where? What's the best place to, um, you know, to go wet a line down there in Melbourne today in such times of instability? <laughs> uh, we went up to uh, a little, just a little. Feeder Creek, uh, not far out of uh, Alexandra, which is, you know, near the Goulburn catchment, Sisson. Um, say no more, really. <laughs> it is, was, that, is that northeast, east, west of Melbourne? Uh, so it's from Melbourne. It's about two hours uh, northeast. So it's a pretty popular zone around there. You would have heard of Marysville, um, the Stevenson River, the Taggarty, the Goulburn, the Rubicon. They're all pretty popular for right. uh, Yep. Melbourne fly fish shows. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So we managed to sneak out there for the for the day. And what were you chasing, mate? Just trout. Yeah. Just small, beautiful brown trout. Um, pretty tight quarters, you know. So yep. fishing glass rods, uh, short leaders, just uh, just hitting as close to the banks as you can. Every pocket, every pool. So no, we had a, we had a belter today. It was awesome. That's great, man. And um, what's your favourite recipe for trout? <laughs> Sashimi, mate, straight, straight <laughs> really? in the gob, especially if they're about six inches, they just slide down the gullet real easy. Oh. 
Go- Gollum style. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is nice. <laughs> That's great news, what, mate. Do they have the do the trout from those little streams? Do they have um, nice red flesh, or is it sort of pinky? What what, what are we talking about? So, flesh. To be take? completely honest with you, uh, I don't eat the trout ever. Um, mainly, yeah, mainly because it's just a pain in the nut, pain in the ass, you know. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what they look like on the outside, uh, look, they're be- <laughs> beautiful golden brown. Some of them, you know, have even like shades of black through them and these beautiful red spots like that just pop. So, um, yeah, they're real pretty up here. So mm-hmm. as, a, as a Victorian, uh, I'm guessing it's uh, you know, of high interest to, um, to head to more sunny waters and you've done quite a bit of uh, the tropical uh, fly fishing too, right, Gus? Yeah, I've done uh, a little bit. Reasonable in, amount in the grand scheme of things, I'd say a little bit. Um, you know, yeah. not, not nearly as much as you boys or um, some of the blokes who are in the travel scene and stuff like that. But yeah, look, spent some time up uh, around Hinchinbrook Island with Dave Bradley and his crew. Um, used to live up actually about an hour and a half south of Cooktown um, on the Bloomfield River there for a couple of months and just smashed as much as I could out of a tiny tinny. Oh, wow. Did you go fishing? <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are a few forexes. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah. That's the beer up there. The, but it would have been back then, maybe Great Northern these days. Well, I've actually got one of each in the fridge, and I wasn't sure which one to bring out for this. So I, uh, <laughs> I've opted for Dingo's Revenge, which I don't know if you've had some. <laughs> Dave Bradley's Moonshine, and fuck me, that thing would strip paint in about two seconds. Is that what you're drinking now? Some of Dingo's Revenge. Yeah, it's fantastic. God damn it. You, you really prepared for this interview, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I believe that's called due diligence, children. <laughs> I had a whole show ready. I had a song and dance ready for you boys. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take it away. I'd like I'd like to go get something to eat if you could just do <laughs> Dingo's Revenge. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's great. That's nice. So, so yeah, Bloomfield River, mate. Um you did a bit of fishing. Up there, fly fishing, obviously. Yeah, uh, did, did a bit of that. Yeah. And it was, um, oh, man, my stories, you know, I, I battled, like, I battled hard. You know, I listened to you last week's um, last week's show, and, geez, it just all resonated with us. You know, like, it was just, it was it was well-spoken and, and really just hit home. Um, yeah, I spent, thank you. I spent a lot of my time just hacking around, you know, Um you know, from the beginning all the way up until coming back to Australia. So, but Hang on. Uh, just yeah. rewind a bit. Coming back to Australia, where, you left Australia. Where did you go? No, we'll start from the start. Eh? So, well, yeah. can we can we start from the start? Like, can we start yeah. right from the start? And what right, got okay. you from, right from the start of fly fishing? Like, that's, oh, you don't want to know where I was born. Well, I, we don't want to get. Well, we know we know where you were born, man. We can tell by your name that you <laughs> that you know where you were born. You know, it's where, Budapest, where right? <laughs> yeah, that'll <laughs> No, no. No, nah, born and bred in Melbourne, but um, yeah. So I finished uni. Oh, uh, so it's not it's not goose. No, no, no. There is no umlaut, as you say. Yeah, umlaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it short for asparagus? Uh, is that it? See, I've, I, been asked, I've been asked some funny shit. No, nah, because so. I've been talking to Volti saying, well, "Let's get goose lapin on," and uh, <laughs> but I've been pronouncing that incorrectly. Is that? It, it is incorrect, but gee, that's more exotic. I reckon I might start taking that on board. Goose lapin. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. put that nice thick accent on. Yeah, <laughs> you are speaking <laughs> with Goose Lapin. <laughs> Should we Good start again? <laughs> anyway, sorry, mate. Please anyway, 
Yeah, back to it. So, yeah, um, finished uni in Melbourne and then flew to the US to be a trout bum, or more a ski bum to start with. Um, what did I do? I lived in Aspen for six months and found a book by a bloke named Tom McNally, I think it was, and it was the complete guide to fly fishing or the something or other, and just read that cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just... just even before fishing, I read that cover to cover and just couldn't believe how much there is to learn from this sport. Um, anyway, found found a couple of blokes who worked at the local um, local fly shop in Basalt, which is just down down Valley from Aspen, um, and they took me fishing and you know had a had a good day uh, on the frying pan river, I think it was called, and you know hooked into a few trout and I was like, fuck yeah, this is easy. Let's uh, let's keep going with this. Um, and then what happened from there? Yeah. Traveled across America and fished my heart out and probably didn't catch a fish for 12 months, I reckon. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Like just, man, just throwing Chernobyl ants at everything. Didn't even know what a, didn't even know what a nymph was at that point. You know, it uh-huh. was just like just flogging big chubby Chernobyls and hoping for the best and and fishing some of the most beautiful water in America and just hacking away, you know. Some of the famous rivers, like, you know, the the Henry's Fork or something like that up up north in Montana and uh, yeah. Didn't get up to we didn't get to fish in Montana because it was the runoff. Um, mm. but fishing all through like Northern California, Oregon, you know, trying to fish through Yosemite, trying to fish mm. through um Wyoming, uh, you know, everywhere and, and, and getting good, good opportunities and just, as I say, just hacking away. So, um, but look, that's what happens when you're just trying something new and, and never losing faith as well, you know. Uh, I, I bet you wish you'd go back and do it again now. Oh, that's the thing, man. I was actually thinking yes. yesterday, I was like, if I knew what I knew now, um, oh, you just, you wouldn't even come back, would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, the water over there is just phenomenal, and um, yeah, it didn't do it justice. So that's definitely something I need to go back and do for sure. That's amazing, mate. That sounds that sounds like an epic trip. And what was? Did you say the reason why you went there it was just to start off as a holiday? As a oh, you went over there to become a ski bum, right? Yeah, and, and- yeah. We just wanted to, me and a mate um, just wanted to go and live in Aspen um, for a season. And and it was all open ended. We had no plans of coming back or anything like that. So we mm. ended up six months in Aspen, and then six months in uh, a place called Nantucket, which is uh, an island off the coast of like Cape Cod. Yeah, heard um, many limericks about that place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are a few. I could tell you some too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's right next to Martha's Vineyard, which is pretty popular. People know that. So um, the town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Heaps of yep. good striper, good tuna, all that sort of stuff. Um, didn't get a, a whole lot of fishing out there. Um, ended up working at a brewery and just drinking stacks of piss, which was um, pretty bad. Aussie ass, Aussie ass, ass. yeah. Love it. Yep. But, um, <laughs> that hurt you the way to pronounce your name, Garslappen, then. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, and then after that, uh, moved to Canada. So, and, and fished a lot, of, um, a lot of places around Alberta and then eastern British Columbia. So, and again, just smashing Chernobyl ants, and and then it, it, finally it came off. You know, you, you hit you hit this part of the season where 
they're eating them and you're like, I've nailed it. I figured this out, mate. I'm a, I'm a fly fishing God. <laughs> and then two weeks later, they're gone and you're like, oh, fuck. Now, you know? In that two weeks, did you start your own Instagram page? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was pre-Instagram for me. Oh, uh, right. Yep. Instagram was one of the more later things for me. I think I started in that 2016 or something like that. So this was 2014. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you know, and then – that sort of stuff, drifting, um, drifting big buggers for bull trout, and and, and and you know going into bear infested territory, and oh, just shit you probably wouldn't do again if you if you had your time. Um, but the fishing was lights out sometimes, so you just you know. I mean, there's a story I made of mine, and and I went down the river was called the Wigwam River, and it's out of um, Fernie, British Columbia, and you know we were walking an hour in hour out uh sort of scenario we fished all day and just had an absolute red letter day and then at the end of the day we started throwing some uh some buggers around and the bull trout just came out to play and fuck man we had such a good time anyway um the light failed and we <laughs> it was the end of the day and we were in like bear territory so an hour and a half walk out and you know, fuck, we were, I think we were singing all the AFL theme songs to try and keep the bears and cougars away from us. But, uh, yeah, just some of the good stories that, you know, you you, you remember when you when you get asked to go on a podcast, I suppose. And, um, <laughs> Eddie, so this this dude that you – sorry, I was just going to say, this, the dude you went over to ask for in the first place, did he latch on to fishing as well? No, he didn't. He, he <laughs> He's a good mate of mine, but he uh, gets excited about things and never doesn't follow through on a few of them. Yeah. Uh, but his brother, who uh, lives in America, is is big into it. So you know, that's we still have that connection there. Um, he he sort of introduced me to the idea of it. I think that's where I got pretty excited about it. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Good. Sorry, Vols. You you go ahead. No, nah, man. The moment's gone. I was just hoping for a crazy bear story or a cougar or something. Cougar yeah, story on. would have been good. The cougar <laughs> from Nantucket or something. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> see what's yeah. going on there. Yeah. Did. Hey, mate, um, speaking of uh, cougars, did you get into any saltwater fishing when you were over in um, in the uh, US or what? Uh, not that trip. No, no, didn't have an opportunity. So, um, yeah. as I say, pretty green. I mean, especially when you're on your own and you don't uh-huh. you know, don't have access to, A, money for a guide or, B, a boat. Um, yeah. Pretty hard work. But, um, mm. yeah, been back since and, and, and smashed a few stripers um up that east coast and more recently uh redfish in texas which was just super fun yeah right is that down at uh was it padre island down that way uh it was just out of corpus christi uh it was like an right. hour or two uh i think it was west of corpus christi airport and like they the guys down there just have an absolute playground it's the skinniest water i've ever seen you know they're running these boats that can float in two and a half, three inches of water. And there's just endless opportunities to see tailing reds. You know, it's just great. Yeah. If I had that as my one fishery until I died, uh, I'd happily take that for sure. They get big reds down there. It's pretty cool. Uh, They're not as big as the bulls out of Louisiana. Um, But, I mean, look, we saw a couple of, I don't know, like 70, 70 centimetres. Yep. You know, they're big enough to, to, to give you a run around. And then, you you know, you're also fishing for, uh, like, black drum, which are interesting, and then, um, 
like mm. sheep's head and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a whole lot of fish down there that you can just spend your whole time doing. And they even have tarpon come through there. They're not big tarpon, but um, they yeah. have runs of them go through there. So let me ask you about the sheep's head. Would you use scent on a fly for that? I'm only joking. Sorry, Gus. I miss that. <laughs> nah, you'll have, have to listen back to the intro, mate. It, um, yeah, it's a... Uh, Apologise, okay. mate. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've ruined the whole fucking momentum. I apologise, mate. Mate, that's uh, right. I'll just drink some more Dingo's Revenge. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll bring you, bring you back to the moment. Mm. The place sounds epic, you know, like it's uh, that, that that part of the world, that's for sure. It's, uh, you know, we, when we had Yako Lucas on uh, last year, he was talking about this, uh, a similar area. I think it was um, not far from Corpus Christi, was it, Volts? That, um, Port- yeah, it's from Rock, Rockport, the next town up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he and um, what's his name, the other bike out there, um, JT Van Zant, I think. Um, yeah, yeah they, those boys have got it dialed down there. It's just, it's just, it's heaven, you know. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds pretty cool, and um, I think, uh, I think, like you said, that 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 fishery has spawned its own sort of uh, boats and and techniques and and flies and approaches. Um, you know, particularly to those ultra cunning sheep's head, you know, they're, um, you know, like a, like a brim really, I guess. And, um, that's why I asked about the scent. Yeah. Oh, I see. I can, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you probably, yeah. Anyway, that, that'll become clear when you look at Facebook soon. When I listen yeah. back, when I listen back on my own interview, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Come on now. <laughs> Mate, I think you're doing great. You know, quite often people are shocked when they hear their voice for the first time, or, or you know, they think maybe when they, when you record your own um, your own uh, message on Message Bank on your mobile, you think, I don't really sound like that. But um, yeah, you do. Apparently, there's, apparently <laughs> yeah. there's a scientific reason for it. I heard Dr. Carl on Triple J say once that there's a a scientific reason as to why you're repulsed by the sound of your own voice. Well, well, that case. Your what case about Volti's voice? Yeah, well, when you when you, yeah when you're a Volti, there's a there's a very good reason for it. it goes beyond biological yeah, well, reasons. Well, there you go. There's something we've got in common there. Gus. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So when you when you came back to Australia, Gus um, was um, was fly fishing. When you came back the first time from the states, when you learnt fly fishing, yeah, was um, was Australian fly fishing a challenge to you? Oh, look, when I came back, I was still an absolute hacker. and um, But it was the only thing I could think about. Like, I came back with no prospects or, you know, job job offers or anything like that. So I just came back and, you know, moved back in with mum and dad. And just all all I did was just watch watch fishing videos and read books on fishing. And, and yeah, decided, you know, I'll try and get a job in it maybe. So actually emailed... Yeah, email. There's a fly fisher in Melbourne, and they and I, you know, inquired whether they were hiring. Yeah, uh, they were not. So they just said, "Oh, you know, we've got a couple of suppliers. Try them." So I emailed a couple of suppliers. Uh, Renee got back to me, and you know, I, as soon as he got back to me, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll move to New Zealand straight up." So, um, you know, did a bit of gardening work here and there until uh, until the season kicked off in New Zealand. I think I went over in October of 2015 and fished for two months and once again got my ass handed to me just because (laughs) yeah just couldn't crack it like casting reading water uh especially in new zealand figuring out depth was a real struggle for me um 
and fish with the same bloke, bloke who I uh, fish with in Canada. And we both just got smashed. Like we came away from that just shaking our heads, not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. None, uh, none of the manic lads cooked you up or what? what? Oh, this was, this was pre actually going in to, oh, the, right. like, to have an interview. Um, so I just spent... Oh, the interview was in New Zealand, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was... It was all the job was in New Zealand, so I had to move to New Zealand to get, right. to get the job. So it was a warehouse job. Um, yep. So basically packing boxes, picking orders, and just doing you know anything you can to help. Um, well, I used that for a job. Oh, it's a good job. Packing boxes. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I worked at supermarket for a long time, man. Very humbling experience, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Loved it. Huh. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's uh. Yeah right. So that's uh, so. How long did you have? That's a, that seems like a, a pretty nutsy sort of um, commitment, dude. To just haven't had the interview yet. I'm I'm moving here. You know, and moving yeah. to another country. Yeah, I mean, and you also got to remember, like New Zealand. I mean, pre-COVID, New Zealand, Australia, same shit, right? So um, you could move there and get a job without having to get a visa or anything. So it was really right. easy. Yeah. Um, but what did I do? I. Rocked up to the interview wearing a Patagonia hat, I think it was. Oh, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I think I had a loon t-shirt. I had a loon t-shirt on, so I, I was like, yeah, I know they do loon. And a bloody scuzzy old Patagonia hat. <sighs> and uh, that, went in, that went in the mistake. bin real quick. <laughs> that went in the bin. <laughs> was that before or after the interview, the hat went in the bin or at the interview? Oh, during maybe. During. We, you you burned it in front light. of Renault. Yeah, just we got the lighter fluid on it and just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been the the, the equivalent of stepbrothers to them showing up in a tuxedo, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, it was so embarrassing. And then the boys let me have it. The boys let me have it straight away too, which was awesome. It was a really good introduction to the to the culture there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell man. you what, if if I if I was you know put myself in in Renee's shoes, you know, if if a prick turns up wearing a Patagonia like a competitor's hat to yeah. you know your, your your main brand of. Uh, I mean, I would respect the fuck out of that. that is, <laughs> yeah, it was a power move, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that is go. so alpha, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah was, good work, dude. Yeah. Nice. But anyway, I uh, got the job. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah, that. yep. And, uh, yeah, basically worked uh, worked in the warehouse for two years. Uh-huh. Um, and in that time, you know, just utilised all the resources I had. So all the boys who fished there, Renee was amazing. You know, I, I think I, I did the, um, the CCI casting thing, um, yep. which just took my fishing from, you know, two to 10 really quickly and could not recommend that any more highly for anyone who, I mean, there's a couple of reasons people do it, but the reason I did it was just to get better at fishing and mm-hmm. that, that fast tracked me five years, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and then moved back to Australia um, with the same job, but uh, in in a, in a marketing and sales role, sort of part time, and then just morphed into full time. So yeah. yeah, well, that's pretty cool, man. That is that is great that uh, you've been able to work in something you're passionate about, and particularly since it's your when your hobby becomes your career, then then great things generally happen. Um, so, man, that is really cool, and in a way. I'm uh, I'm envious of you for for finding your uh, your your groove so quickly. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, I didn't even. It's hard to explain. Like, I almost didn't have a choice in it. Like, it was just all I thought about, and it was like to the point where 
my family was getting bored with my conversation. My poor, my poor missus is like, you know, battled through years of, of try, trying to fish with me and this and that. And it was just like, it was the only option. And uh, yeah, very, very lucky to, to get that opportunity. And, you know, Renee saying yes initially. So yeah. Got any juicy gossip on Renee, mate? The man squeaky clean. What? Oh, you have to say that. Come on, man. <laughs> he won't hear this. He will yeah, not, he not No one listens to our show, mate. <laughs> no one listens. We fudge those figures. 100,000 downloads is... Did you know that 90,000 of those downloads actually come from Renee's IP address? <laughs> <laughs> he's just flooding it. I mean, yeah. the, only thing, the only thing I'd say is that he's, he's partial to a nap on the river. You know, that's, that's his... <laughs> that's his and he and he just he just naps really well on the river. And there are there are a few photos flying around of him, you know, maybe maybe hungover, maybe not, but just fast asleep on the side of a river. Well, that's a skill. I yeah, think, uh, I know. I, yeah. I think it, that's that's a very different story doing that in New Zealand to doing that in Australia, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't want to be taken by a croc or have a snake crawl up your leg, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that. But it, There's a glowing endorsement of trout fishing, then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I see what you've done there, Bolts. I get it. It mate. works for him. You're saying, it, you're saying it's boring. Is that what you're saying? People fall asleep with trout fishing? Oh, no, <laughs> Renee's clearly got it that under control. Like, you know, it's just sort of nice I mean, and relaxing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. It, it works. <laughs> you know, he, uh, the man is just a phenomenal fisherman and it's oh hey it's, are you it's, up to it's, an annual bonus incredible. or something is that what's, what's going on right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're listening can i have a bonus <laughs> <laughs> oh you, yeah. you don't have to mate it's all it's all between the words you say like he's a phenomenal fisherman <laughs> snappy yeah. dresser yeah and burnt my patagonia hat in front of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> ceremoniously yeah, yeah what else what else do you want me to do <laughs> You know what's pretty interesting there, Gus, is that some people will will uh, tell the story of how moving into making money from fishing has ruined their passion for fishing. But it sounds to me that it's actually accelerated yours because probably because of the stage you got into it, um, and then got into the into the industry. I guess you could say. But um, does that sound sound accurate to you? Would that be a fair enough representation of uh, your attitude towards fishing after the time of working with Manic? Yeah. Look, I reckon you probably laid it out pretty well as i say i was a a a full hack up to start with so immersing myself in the industry got me to that point where i'm you know comfortable with my fishing so i wasn't a good fisherman before and it's tainted uh my passion for it um you know there's definitely challenges with working in the industry everyone knows that um you know you've got to be pretty conscious of separating yourself from a lot of the things a lot of the bullshit that goes on um, and, and just, you know, really cherish those moments when you can get out by yourself. But, look, I've, I've never been uh, more interested in it than I am now. So, and there's just, I mean, there's so much to learn. You, you don't stop learning, you know. Mm. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Um, well, I mean, you got a unique perspective there. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of different angles of, of fishing um, these days. I mean, it, it must be... It must be a skill to to sometimes take yourself out of that to a degree. Sometimes I'd imagine because I mean, you know, even for those that aren't working in the in the fishing industry, to take yourself out of the the overflow of information that you know modern media has for us with fishing. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that now, but it must be you know like you must have that you must have <laughs> so, that sort of skill with that, right? You know what I'm saying? 
you want, you want Voltsy and I to leave so you can finish that up? Uh, I'll um, I'll send in the text. He, he's, yeah. got a, he's got a mirror there that he that he yeah. talks to, you know, so like, like a budgie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chats to himself. Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> I I, th- I felt like I was on something good then for a second, and then. <laughs> You almost had it. You were 90% of the way there, and then you just fell at the last hurdle. I had a lot of interest there. And, I, you know, I actually subconsciously – no, not even subconsciously. I had a voice in my head that says, you don't know where you're going with this, do you? And I just, <laughs> I just submitted it to it. You know, I was just like, you know, you're right there. I'm going to say that loud. that voice. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not, I don't know where I'm going. And the voice went, good on you, mate. No, I think I, I think I get what you're saying. You're saying that, you know, you've got to be able to – it's interesting that you've got to be able to separate um, – your passion from the business side of things and, and especially with social media and, and all, all that stuff that's going on now, um, you just can't take things personally and, and it's, it's fishing at the end of the day. You know, we're all just doing it because it's fucking awesome and fun and, you know, that there are people out there who um, will want, you know, want to put themselves above others or whatever but at the end of the day everyone's just catching fish none of us are you know none of us are surgeons saving lives or anything like that we're just catching fish Uh, and we're just having fun you know talk for yourself please um (laughs) (laughs) i shouldn't have i was waiting for that there's gonna be a doctor next week who's gonna come on we've had we've had a doctor on dr chris bates yeah out there in townsville yeah yeah my skipperology it's a it's a delicate delicate field but Mm -hmm. um yeah, he's, he's, he's worth taking seriously, that's for sure. <laughs> we needed a doctor a few weeks back, actually. We had we had a severe bout of illness on the boat. and um, Which end was it coming out of? Oh, no, it almost came out of Chris's mouth. It was, <laughs> um, it was a little bit <laughs> motion sickness. But uh, anyway, yeah, somebody asked me to drop that in this week. So <laughs> shout out to Gorman. Yeah, but, uh, God, the chef. <laughs> You can't get away from the chef, can you? you know? <laughs> Look, dude, carp is not a superfood. It doesn't give you the right to start interjecting into people's lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Gus. Sorry, so, Gus, Gus, you must get pretty pumped up when there's a there's a new product being announced, and you think, "Shit, I can't wait to get my hands on that." Right? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, look, it's pretty cool that we get to, um. A, get first eyes on sort of stuff, but also, uh, you know, work with our, our our brand companies on on developing these products as well. So, you know, it's pretty cool that we have really good relationships with Sims. Like we had a, um, a meeting with some execs yesterday from the marketing department and then we talked to Airflow and um, they're just really open to, you know, working with us for launches and stuff like that. So, look, it's just going from strength to strength. Um, and in terms of, like, product, uh, I don't want to say this, but, you know, yeah. you, you kind of get bored of, not bored, you, you get used to new shit coming out. And by the time it's out and you've and you've launched it and you've done all your social media and you've, and you've mm. you know, sold it into stores and stuff like that, it's like, all right, well, what's the next thing? And you just move on pretty quickly, you know? Yeah, campaign to campaign, you know. that, But that that's the churn of... of um, you know, effective, uh, effective, you know, so, uh, sales cycles anyway, you know, like it, there's always, you know, the next thing that's coming, you know, um, uh, my missus works in a, in a medical field and uh, although the products are different, the principles are the same, um, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's about bringing the latest and greatest or, or, you know, even in some cases it's just 
not even that great. It's just latest, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, hey, um, well, well, might be timely, you know. Um, a bit of feedback for the guys at Sims. Uh, need more hats for us baldies, like you know, not the trucker mesh, you know, ones that cover some skin at the top and back. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They're, they're, they're there. They're just they're the Legionnaires hats, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the old school hat. They're great. I want a full Dumb and Dumber style hat. You know how they have that car that's dressed up as a hound? You know, I reckon I a hat that like that. I was thinking about that when we were talking about Aspen earlier on, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some good ones in there. There are a few bucket hats and stuff that you you boys would look good on the boat, I reckon. A bucket hat, a little cowboy hat. There's a few. I got a, I got a full brim uh, Sims hat. It's comfortable as. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It packs down to nothing. It's awesome. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you'd like that one, Volts. Yeah, was that? It'd cover your shoulders and everything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's got like a twenty centimetre diameter, you know. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, it's good. His yeah. shoulder, the trout-like shoulders. <laughs> That's uh, Chris has got shoulders like a six kilo yellow belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty poor form for you to come back at that point there, Volts. You could have moved man. on and yeah, yeah move on a little yeah. bit. Of stay down. Yeah. yeah, stay down, buddy. <clears throat> no, look, it's um, yeah, it must be pretty exciting, mate. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, things like you know, we've just got um, Abel and Ross on, and that's you know, brand new for us. So you know, I got myself a little custom Abel reel, and I was sort of giddy for that for a couple of months, and came through and was stoked on it, used it, and then just goes on the on the reel shelf, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, the next man. new toy, mate? What, what, oh, hang on. What size did you get? Uh, it's a 5.6 in the Via. Um, oh, yeah. They look awesome. Those yeah, models. it's, it's uh, pretty cool. It's got like a dual pole system, so it's um, got a bit of drag output, but, you know, it's not sealed or anything like that. But, yeah, real sweet. Just did, you, did you get it black, uh, black or did you get the color? Uh, I got a black, uh, like a matte black with a blue fade. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, it looks looks pretty good. When are we going to see a picture of that? We, is that up on Manic? Have we got that up yet? Hey, there's pictures flying around everywhere, surely. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking now at your Insta, look at it, which is what Gus Lapp and... Yeah. Yeah, well, one word. There it is, man. Like, we, we like to gratuitously drop people's um, Insta tags in, in the, um, in, you know, in the, in the interview just so that, you know, people are forced to go and have a look. You might pick up a new follower there. Oh, yeah, there it is. I see it. Yep. Next to, that, next to that delicious carp. Oh, how good the carp taste. Scott Gorman right now would be just absolutely slipping on his seat looking at that picture, eh? You know? <laughs> the, the flanks on that thing, hey? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. The flanks. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that must be, I mean, I don't know where you, t I mean, if I, I tell you, that, that'd be, I mean, if I was working with Manic, at Manic, I'd be like, it'd be hard to go from like, you know, Scott Rods to, to Abel Reels without getting, yeah, we'd be I don't know, remaining impartial to how stoked you are with it, you know? It's uh, particularly as a fisherman. It must be it must be different, you know, if you're um, you know, you've you've got a job in a fishing company and but you're not interested in fishing, you're just there because of your qualifications. Mm. I wonder what that'd be like, you know? I mean it, it's just it's it'd be so bloody strange, I reckon. it'd be is it is that part of the challenge you've got there, just capping that excitement with that? Yeah, you know, for yourself. I mean I understand that you talk about going from campaign to campaign, but uh, you know, with, with your job. But you know, um, you know, it must be hard to like you guys talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna bring on Abel. Like, great, here's my order. Like within the first ten minutes, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, no, there's no cap on excitement. Like, you know, even with airflow, um, new lines coming through, you, you just want it. You want it straight away, and you want to just just test it. You know, you just want to. No matter what's coming out from any any brand, if it's new, you just want to give it a crack, and and that's that's why, as you say, you know the the job is exciting and it keeps you interested. You know, you're working with people that are that get excited about the gear too. You know, it's not it's it's, it's sometimes it's that easy. It's just talking to them about how exciting this next product is, and you just look at their eyes and it lights up, and they're like, oh shit, well, you know, what's next? That's you. You mentioned um, airflow for a second there. Is, is that what the next newest thing is? What you guys are coming out? Uh, look, they've got we've got new lines that have come out recently in in the trout scene. Uh, there are for all the salties out there. There are definitely lines on the horizon. Um, timeline on that sort of stuff is a bit loose at the moment. But rest assured, the new like technology will be put into those lines and um yeah we'll see some drastic improvements i think anything you can talk about mate uh look in that salt scene i don't really have a whole lot um they're really focusing on trout at the moment so they're focusing on you i mean i don't know if you've seen the rebranded um all, all the packaging's new the website's new um so and and then the technology's new too so they've just got to catch up at that point um but look as i say they've just they were purchased by um Mayfly Outdoors, maybe two, 18 months, two years ago now. Um, same company that that do Abel and Ross. And for that reason, there's just going to be so much more, um, you know, backing to, to do research and get the lines in people's hands. And, yeah, you, you'll see it's it's all over. Fly Lords um, are now running with them. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time for Airflow and probably one of the more exciting times um, for us at Manic with that with that that line brand. Was uh, is, was uh, Airflow always an American company? I thought they were British, were they? Yeah, they're, they're a UK company. So yeah. the lines are still being, um, as far as I'm aware, the lines are still being manufactured in the UK. And... Um, their warehousing head office it's all there um but they've just been bought uh by by mayfly so there's a bit more hopefully a bit more cash flow to you know you know get it get more more lines in people's hands basically yeah right okay well that's uh that's that's pretty interesting that's for sure i think anything that's uh that's new and shakes up that sort of stuff is gonna give birth to innovation 100 percent. and i think uh I think there's a lot, lot of room left in, in fly fishing for innovation, that as you know, as, as hard as that might sound. I mean, there's so many things that have come so far, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. But some things stay the same. I mean, look at, uh, I mean, you know, Able, Able's uh, one of those brands that is just, just an evergreen brand, well and truly, and they're, they're still moving forward, well, um, that's for sure, but still hanging on to some of the past too with some of the super series and stuff, like that, which aren't, aren't really that old either, really, I guess. Super series has been around for a while. That's... Um, what were they? What were they superseded by? Balls? Was that big game? Was before Super Series? Yeah, big big game was the original. Yeah. Um, then it went Super Series. There's been two iterations of big game and two iterations of Super Series. Um, you know, basically the the first it, Mark II of the big game, they changed the the porting and and I think there was a small internal change and then um, then they were, you know offered the Super Series, which was their, them dipping their toes in large arbor, um, and then yeah, sorry, um, large what? Sorry. Large Arbor. I'm oh, sorry, it sounded like you said Large Arbor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did too. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. did say that. Yeah, large arbor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you heard uh, that too, then, Goose? Yes. <laughs> it just came through bad. Yeah, no, it, came, it came out bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, and then uh, the second version of Super Series, they effectively went taller and narrower for their um, for the same sized, you know, real rating. Um, and they went dual rating. So, like, uh, they used to, for example, have uh, Super 10, Super 11, Super 12, and then they just made it, you know, Super 9, 10, um, N, they called it, to designate it narrow, and then, yeah, so it went from there. So, yeah. yeah. When did, um, uh, sorry, I mean, either of you can answer. When, when, when did Steve Able get out? Was that, that would have been Super Series, the first series, right? He was around with that. Oh, I don't know, man. That's a good mm. question. Gus would be the one to answer that. No, I can't answer that one. Yeah. I think, he, did he have some, I don't want to, I'm uh, reluctant to say, was there a health issue with Steve? Or? I don't know. I don't know about that either, man. I, I Maybe I, got on a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the the Super Series, the, the previous Super Series that he was around for that. Definitely. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know about the last one. No, definitely not the um the, the Sealed Drag. Um, series either yeah because he was a staunch um he was a staunch advocate for uh for cork drags and um in fact i think steve steve was uh one of the original cork drag um proponents to him and ted jerasek from um uh, billy billy pate reels and um and uh later on tibor so um yeah so that was um those two were the you know the two leading cork drag manufacturers, and um, Steve sort of diversified into to rods at one stage, and also to travel luggage. And many people, you know, still using his his um, tackle bags, and they thought it, they thought you know, that you know the bond they're very durable. Steve was a great traveller, so you know he knew what he wanted. Um, yeah, so hmm, be interesting to have a chat with someone from Able at some point. Maybe maybe Gus. If can we help. only knew someone who knew <laughs> someone at Able. I'll hook up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really interesting to watch Volty tell them their history, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm, I was sitting back writing notes then, Volty. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll collaborate afterwards, man. I'd, I'd love, love to hear some more. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, well, that, that'd be great. I mean, that'd be the second time he's hooked up. I mean, you guys hooked us up with um, with Jim Barchi, which was yeah. uh, from Scott Ross, which was which was a great interview. It was um. Still one of my favourite interviews we've done on the Intermediate Line podcast. That's, oh, uh, totally, man. I pinch myself when I, when I, you know, think that we were talking with, you know, Jim Barchi, the, the, the head dude from Scott Florals, you know. That was phenomenal. A really good opportunity. And um, we, we thanked um, Renee profusely on and off the air. But, um, yeah, something I still deeply appreciate. So, yeah. So where, yeah. Did, where, did, uh, where did Jim go to primary school there, Volts? Maybe you could start from there. Jim Barchi, well, I think he was in San Francisco. He was the son of uh, some eclectic parents, and uh, <laughs> I just made all that up. <laughs> <laughs> he had me again. Yeah, I, I knew San Francisco, I knew it was legit, but then the, I thought, here we go, he's going he's gonna to do this. Gonna, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, nah, mate, it's been, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, Manic, Manic, is there, is there a reason why you guys have aligned yourselves with, with certain brands, uh, I don't know if that's um, too much of a broader question or, um, or no. a hard one to answer, rather. But um, yeah, no, I'll leave it with you, that's a good question. Um, oh, look, the brands that we align ourselves, we think are the at the top of the game, basically. So you know, you've got 
Scott fly rods, they don't do anything but make the best rods in the world. They don't make reels. They don't make anything else. So um, you've got Lampson does does the same thing. They dabbled in their rods a little bit. Um, Abel, uh, Ross, you know, these guys are making reels and they're not making anything else. And then you've got Sims, and Sims are making um, the most technically – advanced fishing gear and apparel uh on the market that you know they don't they don't dive into the surf um scene they don't they don't make dog beds and and all this sort of stuff so that all they're doing is making gear to help people fish better and enjoy their fishing and stay on the water as you know as long as possible basically mm. um, pretty gear. yeah and then like airflow you know look it, it's hard to find a, a bad fly lines these days unless you're buying, you know, the $10 job. But um, they're just doing new in, innovative stuff. They're using different materials. They're, you know, the temperature ranges are, are broader than other brands. And it's just it's just cool to see people pushing, um, you know, pushing the boundaries there and, and looking at avenues where point of difference. Um, you know, there's environmental factors, Um you know, durability. Let's talk about that, mate. If, if you don't mind me just diving into that hole really quickly. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got young kids at school. They're learning, um, you know, uh, sustainability and recyclability is a massive focus. Um, so let, let's talk about that in relation to the airflow lines, if you've got a moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm probably going to get uh, someone correcting me on this, but basically a PVC line uses like a solvent. So, and that what that does is help set the um, the plastic. Yep. Um, and with solvent, it, you know, solvent's designed to evaporate. And it's like when you paint a house with solvent, it the solvent evaporates, the paint dries. So it's actually the same thing that's happening to lines that use PVC. So as soon as it's out of the out of the uh, out of the box, it's it's that slick feeling. You know, maybe lasts for. A, a week and then it's basically the pvc starting to break down and that releases you know plasticizers dioxins and um yep. so stuff that's just not good for the environment um and and good for us you know if we're handling line all day every day uh it's just stuff that i mean yeah we've all used it before um but you just got to look at uh, the future and seeing how can we keep as much of those plastics out of our waterways as possible um, and and polyurethane has become the answer for 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 airflow um, and, and look that polyurethane is also you know more um, resistant to deet to sunscreen uh, that sort of stuff so whereas when you're using PVC that sort of stuff can eat away at the line um, but it's yeah, it's just fully recyclable. Um, generally lasts longer, um, and it's inert and stable. And yeah, it's it's just a different line, and it's a different different way to make a line. And generally, you know, things take time when you've got a, a new product with with a new plastic. It doesn't just happen overnight. So that's mm -hmm. that's why we see things taking time with airflow so they they want to be releasing you know saltwater lines they want to be releasing their full range but they've just got to get it right and and once they get it right uh you know it, it'll be next level line it's just going to be fantastic you mentioned earlier that um you had a bit of 
uh, where you've had opportunity to feedback to the manufacturers. Um, and I know that, um, um, you know, locally with, I know some of the, the guides up north have, have fed back to Airflow the, the desire for, you know, clear tip floating lines, for example, for, um, <clears throat> you know, barramundi, like really specific situations. And, um, you know, the, obviously the Flats Master was sort of had a fair bit of local input as well, I understand. Yeah, I think, um, look, this was before my time at Manic, but what the way I, the way I know it is that, um, you know, Renee worked pretty closely with Dave um, and, and and just tried to, you know, you, you fished Hinchinbrook and you realise that there's, you know, the permit, they're actually, it's actually quite deep, you know, in spots. You, you need the fly to get right down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's what, that's what the flats master came out was just something that can has a really nice taper to it so it's like a you know a floating line bonefish taper essentially so but but with that nice intermediate head to get down um and i don't know if you've used if anyone's used it like it's a dream line so you know i i use it for cod down here i I use it for anything (laughs) anything i i can i just love it yeah oh it's good that they listen to to local input too so you know, um, yeah, it's uh, it shows a company that that listens, and um, you know, long term company that listens will develop. Um, no, no, mate. And um, sorry, guys, the kids are sneaking in to say good night. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, you know, with that sort of feedback, you can develop, you know, better uh, better products, better suited to local conditions. So, yeah, uh, it's good good to hear they listen. Yeah, and look, Australia is becoming more and more a uh, destination, you know, fly fishing destination, and that's due to so many factors, but it's good for everybody, um, yeah. good for business, and it's good for having the opportunity to provide this sort of product for the local guys. Um, so, you know, anything we can do with Sims, for example, putting the flyweight stuff through its paces because that's what guys are, are using down here. Yeah. Um, New Zealand, and then having having airflow come to the table and, and bring a line that's you know designed for that area, um, which actually has you know worked across the range of of fishing in Australia. Yeah, it's exciting that they're they're listening. You know, they're listening to the the feedback from not just us but consumers too. You know, I get feedback, you know, countless countless emails a day with feedback, and some of it's negative, some of it's positive, but it, it all pulls into one, and and we use that. You know. Will there be a uh, Gus Lappin taper coming out at any point? <laughs> yes, it's just a straight, it's just a straight running line. Will the, will the word taper have an umlaut above the A? Or? Oh, I'll make sure the umlaut is. Don't worry. Yeah, I think it's important. <laughs> it's a tri- the, uh, triple taper. Watch out. <laughs> the um the amalgamation of um of Ross and Abel was uh was something I thought was pretty interesting to watch happen as a as a fan of both both brands. But, um, you know, I've got that Ross Evolution Salt, and I must admit there's been a massive amount of interest in regards to that. And I think um, I don't think people realise how close those two brands are. It's, um, it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, look, I mean, I mean would, you, would you agree from what you've seen with them, Gus? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and as, as I said, you know, it's new for us, and I haven't really uh, had the experience with Ross and Abel before they, you know, they, they joined up. But you know, you look at look at the drag system on an Evolution R Salt, and you look at the drag system on a SDS, an Able SDS, and they're they're hard to distinguish between. You know, like they're they're so close, and 
what that means is I, I think you can get an able SDS um, quality reel in a Ross, which is less bling, um, you know, less less flashy, less me, 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 and it's just a workhorse and it is unbelievable. And you, you tell me, you've had it for, you know, about a month now. Is it is it everything you expected or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, it's – um. There hasn't been a lot of fish that I've put on the drag for it, although I, I would have liked to have. It's only that I've got a, a seven eight. Um, most fish, most fish I put, I catch on that on that seven or between that range. I don't really get on the reel much. Um, the other week, caught a pretty nice uh, meter plus thread fin, put it on the reel, and those fish are uh, they can cut water. They're pretty quick, and the reel was just silky smooth. It was beautiful. Yeah. How good that, that drag knob as well? It's pretty special, hey. Yeah, that. that I mean, there are some features on those Ross reels that are, are very unique. Like um, that, obviously, that that big drag knot to be able to palm it. Um, it's it's interesting, and once you get sort of, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't have to get used to it. Like I said, I don't use the drag very much on it. But I, but like I know, I do have to adjust it to get line off and all that sort of stuff. If I had to adjust it on the fly, like the ability to just put my palm on it and just move it, or um, just have a big area to be able to uh, to, to reach onto it is. It's pretty interesting, that's for sure. I think it's a, I think it's a clever design. That's well and true for sure. I would have no hesitation in, in getting something, you know, eleven and twelve for tuna. I reckon it'd be a, a screamer reel. The other, the other thing I like, which is real little about it, is that phenolic resin handle. Like it's, yeah. um, that's, you know, when I, when I was, when, when, because uh, I mean, I, I got, I got that reel, um, based on your advice. I was looking at the uh, evolution, not, not the salt, just because you know, I wasn't, I was using it for mainly fresh water. But um, but I'm glad I did get that reel, and I was looking at the blurb with it and the way they make that phenolic resin, uh, pre- like pressed fabric reel that's been shaped, because I have got that thing wet before, and it's it's it is super grippy, and it's it does, it it definitely it definitely feels really nice. I think it's got some really clever features, but the thing is, you're right, it's it's super light, it's super well machined, the drag on it is is incredible, um, and yeah, man, I'm I'm I'm. I'm very impressed. I've I've had Ross reels before, um, like before, when they were just Ross, you know. Um, yeah. This is um, this is this is a mat. Like it's it, it could Ross have always been a really um, a really good brand. I've always liked it. Um, I've always liked um, the the quality that they've had. I think they've been underrated for for a long time, which is the reason I want to bring it up and how similar they are to Able because Able's got such a, a high end name, but that. There's yeah, I, I think the 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 similarity between that enable is is very hard to tell the difference. We particularly seen our own enables as well. You know, yeah. it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I I really don't. I mean, I'm sure they know why, and I I hope I'm not saying something that's not meant to be said. But I, I don't know why they're not just the one company. You know, it's um, it's quite strange. It's so similar. You know, I yeah. really think it's. I think, yeah. but I think uh, Ross has got a big tradition. You know, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. Right. My first reel was a was my first premium reel was a um, was a uh, was a Ross Big Game back when they were just Ross and that was their I think that was Ross's first you know uh, attempt at a large arbor it was it was a big um, it was a, a big uh, big arbor. game for them yeah yeah mine was a big game too that was my one the one that I had as well I did, yeah but the Syncrotex were Ross reels as well I believe really I'm pretty sure they were okay oh, I don't know man what well, they're re, like a Loomis I believe they told manufactured yeah. for, for for Loomis, yeah, and they made them, and they were um they were pretty bulletproof too. That's what sure. lamps? I could be confused. Yeah, oh, they, uh, they're a big, they're a, a massive cork drag on, you know, big open cork drag, you know, those um those those Syncrotex. 
Yeah, right. You guys are really showing us your age now. Yeah, Look, we should have met How old are you, mate? Uh, uh, 31. 31. Yeah, so those Syncrotex probably not quite old enough to be your dad, but they'd be at least 20 years old, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yep. Yeah, they would have yeah. been they would have been discontinued early 2000s, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're old. But I'm pretty sure I'm look I could be I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Ross made them too, you know. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Someone will correct us if we're wrong. No yeah, doubt. yeah. Yeah, we'll get corrected all the time, man. So we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. So, so, so good. we appreciate it. It's like we're being elitist. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. mate, it's uh look Manic's place in the in the in the fly fishing industry in Australia is, is quite unique. You guys um I mean I I don't I can't think of another dedicated wholesale uh, supplier of just fly fishing gear. You know, it's um everyone else I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone else seems to do especially with tackle, seems to do conventional as well. Is that wrong? I, mean, I don't know, but anyway. Um but you guys are pretty supportive of the industry, you know. You got a, you got a a, pre, a pretty big, um, pretty big uh, imprint on the industry. That's for sure for the things that you guys support, like like this podcast, you know, which we're very grateful for as well. But um, um, yeah, I mean, is that is that by design with with Manic, mate? Anyway. <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. Look, we just all we want to do is create like a just an ultimate exclusive. Uh, sorry, sorry, wrong word. <laughs> all inclusive. <laughs> you, you can Elitist. edit, you can edit that. I totally fucked that up. Um, <laughs> and all inclusive. So look, it's just it, it's about getting people into the sport. It's about providing them with, you know, pretty sound information and 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 giving them reasons why they should, you know, listen to people that we deal with, like yourselves or you know, or guides in New Zealand. And it's just. As I said before, it's about fishing and, like, it's just about getting as many people in as we can and helping them, you know, feel comfortable. And that's it, really. And that's all we look for, you know, if we have ambassadors or or, or guides that are interested in, in dealing with us. All we say is, look, let's just help each other, share each other's stories um, and and make sure that no one feels left out, you know. That, that's see. very inclusive, mate. Is there um, is there a hashtag people follow to do that? <laughs> hashtag exclusive. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a few hashtags. They're floating around. Manic mates, manic tackle project. So, um, yeah. love it or hate it, it's here to stay. The manic <laughs> mates one has really taken off, hey. That's good, hey. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's very exclusive too. I've noticed. Yeah, so exclusive. Been widely embraced. Yeah, fuck that up. Hardly ever gets used. Well, that might be that might be the uh, title of the podcast. Um, you know, episode eighty-six, the exclusive manic tackle. Oh, I'll never live that down. <laughs> oh, did you come up with it? Did you? Oh no, 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 this, not at all. No, I came up with the exclusive. Oh, <laughs> exclusive, yeah. Your Patagonia yeah, well. hat of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Is this the first podcast you've ever been on, Gus? It is, it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I think you do. Yeah, really yeah. Well, How many podcasts have you been on? Me? Well, both of you besides this one. <laughs> um, I've been on uh, another one twice. In the States for fly fishing in, or what? In, in the States, yeah. For tying? Uh, for fishing and tying. Oh, yeah. That's good. How'd that go? You want to plug that away? 
Uh, I've actually been on three three different podcasts, actually. It's the same podcast, but three different times. Oh, very cool. Yeah, SVS, man. The Legends at SVS podcast. There you go, shout out. And Volts, about you? No, mate, just this one. I, I actually needed um, a fair bit of convincing to get involved with this. And, you know, because, you know, obviously Chris is a volatile character and all, you know. <laughs> no, no, I just, uh, mean, right? someone's got to mediate. Yeah, he's, he's very exclusive and elitist. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. good. I like no, to sense just, my sandwiches. Yes. It's just something I didn't really see myself being involved with. And, um, you know, <laughs> um, it's uh, more to the point, something – you know, I'm a busy dude, something I didn't really need, but something I haven't regretted. Um, and, you know, I, I, I like, I, I should say, I've, yeah, I've discovered I enjoy helping people in, in some way. Um, you know, th- there are some drawbacks, but they're, they're far outweighed by the, the positives. So, yeah, it's oh, what look, it is. Yeah. On, from strength to strength. And I think, you know, having chatted to people all through the industry that, you know, this sort of stuff needed to happen and and you're killing it, you know? It's, okay. it's it's giving information to a lot of people and, you know, going back, as I say, going back to last week's, like having having that sort of confidence booster that we all sucked at one point um, and that it's just fishing and you just got to enjoy yourself and, and social media can put this crazy amount of pressure on people. You just got to step back from it and, uh, yeah, just fish and have fun. Is that yeah. how it comes across to you? Yeah, that's um, that's because that's quite the compliment, I reckon. If what, if what you just said there. So, what was the question? <laughs> is that is that? I, I thought you were explaining how the podcast comes across, like to yeah, accounts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's that's people. You know, uh, well, a your numbers speak for themselves. People are listening, but b just more information from so many different aspects of the industry or of fishing. You know, you've talked to people who do travel, people who tie flies, people who exclusively carp fish. And it's just, it's cool. That, <laughs> it's cool that you've got all these interesting characters, um, you know, in one spot that people can just draw information from. And usually you can cut through bullshit when people's talking. Cause as you say, you know, you, you can be a keyboard warrior, but when you're talking on a podcast or whatever, um, people see right through your shit, right? Pretty much. You know, yeah. a lot of people will, um, you know, like it's it's a it's a it's a hard place to be. You never know. People people often say, you know, they're exclusive and things like that on the podcast without meaning to. And, it's, uh, <laughs> and you know, like sledges get born here and they last for a long time. I mean, look at Andy Bolts with his aggressive head. You know, <laughs> I didn't Gus, quite get that. Gus, La- Gus Lappin with his exclusive club. You know, it's a. It's a <laughs> you never know. Sorry, mate, you didn't quite get what. I didn't quite get the aggressive head until I really went through uh, and shit and fuck me, it's aggressive, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through his page. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's got one of those heads, eh? Like he, he, he looks up, like takes he up the whole head. picture. Oh yeah. yeah, he just headbutt you. You know, like it's just <laughs> also. I haven't met the bloke, so I apologise, Andy. <laughs> he's such Andy a nice guy. Oh, yeah. he's got some of the thicker skin going, mate. Yeah, he's a, he's a top bloke. Yeah, except for when we when he was on our podcast. So. <laughs> So, Gus, um, uh, got some big trips coming up, mate. I mean, obviously, it's hard to plan much travel uh, internationally at the moment, but even, you know, domestically or even within Victoria, what's getting Gus warm on the inside? Uh, 
going back up to Queensland. It, you know, that's that's what's really driving me at the moment. So looking to get up to Townsville early yep. May. And, early and, May? Yeah, right. Yeah, and fish a bit of... Um, Fish a bit of fresh as well as salt, you know, and just basically get out of Victoria as much as possible. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, just, I, I mean, you, you probably know it, but just love hanging out with Dave and Amos and, and Rodney and, and Snelly and those boys. They're just just good dudes, I think. Yeah, some of the, some of the nicest people I've met come from North Queensland, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I'd include, you know, those guys <laughs> <laughs> Why am I laughing? Yeah, but uh, it's not restricted to those guys either. But yeah, they're um, you know uh, yeah, it's wrong to, in my opinion, I won't mention any names because it seems like you know I'm singling them out. But yeah, the North Queensland, wonderful place, wonderful people. The fishing there is so underrated too. Um, and you know, the, certainly the guys you mentioned have got their finger on the pulse. Um, you know, particularly Amos. Um, I'm going to pre-sell a future podcast here. Oh yeah. Uh, Big time, yeah. kill it, yeah. Oh, he's just uh, he's a walking encyclopedia, and um, and you know uh, he's always on the fish. That guy, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. If he's not fishing, he's sitting at a boat ramp doing surveys. If he's not sitting at a boat ramp doing surveys, he's tying flies. And if he's not doing any of that, he's catching sharks. So the man, but does he eat carp? Uh, I. I'd say no, but I wouldn't put it past him either. <laughs> He's probably yeah. trying to try anything once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you know, he used to live in Tassie, so he knows how to trout fish better than you, Chris. <laughs> so here's well, something. He just went down a rung in my books. Then. <laughs> here's something interesting about Amos. He, um, he was, I believe, he was instrumental in the in the carp eradication program in Tassie. So, um, you know, whereas someone like Andy Bolch did it for fun or, or food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I, Amos just wiped him out, man. Well, Andy <laughs> he did, takes Andy no did prisoners. More, yeah. Andy did it more of a macro level by like by the uh, caviar, you know. That, yeah. Um, yeah. Amos was probably more about catching the actual fish. Andy was yeah. just not letting him get out in the first place. <laughs> he, was just, he was just milking him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picture Gollum, like, with a, a very aggressive head, though, just just opening up the vent and tilting his head back and holding the fish above his head, you know? Someone's going to Photoshop that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope he's listening to this. Bring him back on. Bring him back on. We, we tried him, man, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a private man, you know? Yeah. A private, private man. Um, mm. Yeah, mate. Uh, look, Gus, look, you know, We've been we've been we've been chewing you off for a little while now. We've been wanting to have on for a little while for this, mate. Um, you know, is there anything I- important and uh, and and meaningful that you desire to say on the podcast <laughs> while you got the opportunity? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's just <laughs> it's just fishing and just be good to one another yeah exactly it's so easy to be nice to people um whether it's in person or on social media um social media super powerful tool um as we know and for good and bad i think just take everything with a grain of salt um and don't get too you know, wound up in in what you see and who's doing what, and because most of the time it's probably bullshit anyway. Um, yeah. 
but again, just more and more people getting into the sport and 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 catching the bug, and that's literally what it is. It's it's a bug that you know once you get it, you just don't stop, and and you might you might change jobs, you might move, but you you can fish, you can fly fish for something anywhere, you know. Um, Even tilapia. Man, I, I, this whole tilapia thing, like when we used to live in Nantucket, we used to eat tilapia all the time. And now it's like a shit eating fish. I don't know. Maybe that's like giving me some sort of brain damage or something. I, I don't know. But <laughs> no, they, they shit look shit. Yeah. yeah. Real good. And then yeah. they told me that they farm them in like a swamp and, and they just eat shit. And I was like, yeah, still tastes good, eh? <laughs> There's <laughs> parts of the world they use them in the sewage treatment. Yeah, so Are you serious? Li- literally to, eat shit. Yeah, to eat to eat the coronavirus that's in the sewage <laughs> and, and the meth in Adelaide, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! They're like, a, they're like a freshwater batfish. <laughs> freshwater batfish. Uh, uh, bat, you see batfish that always hang around the bottom of boats when. Um, when someone uses the, it, what they, what's that, the process when they a boat's toilet carves up all the crap? The macerator. It, the macerator, that's it. Macerator. Once, yeah. once that goes and just blends up all the, all the, all the poo, you know, the batfish will congregate under the boat. You know? The poo blender. The blender, they call it, yeah. No, they yeah. don't. No. <laughs> no, no one calls it a blender. So you've got to be really careful what you hear on this podcast because, you know, you can throw out red herrings like that and, and people people take them. So get bolts. Mm. You got sorry, man. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. And sorry, whenever you whenever yeah. you say plender. <laughs> um, what about you, boys? Who's got a trip? You got any trips lined up? Anything special? Chris, go first. Yeah. Um, I plan on going to the local lakes for tilapia, but not but also magging. I want to go chuck the maggot out, magnet, and uh, just see what I can get. Uh, like you know, just a set of car keys or. Or an old mag light torch would be pretty good, but you know, I think that um, you know, like uh, maybe a trip up the east coast, magging some some rural ponds would be would be <laughs> ideal. You know, yeah. Mag, mag fishing is the way forward. When you, you, saw, yeah. you grow on your own maggots or what? I don't know. No, the maggots is what we call ourselves, like the people into magnet fishing. Like it's magnets, you know. So, oh, magnets. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what we're doing, we're just throwing magnets out into the into the water and dragging it back through and just picking up any sort of metallic oh, object. Oh, all right. Well, come down to um, Melbourne, man. The Yarra River is an absolute paradise for that shit. You can catch bikes and everything out of the Yarra. Trolleys. They got trolleys. Yeah, trolleys. Yep. You just trolleys. bring a old hook and just drag it through. Oh, no, see, that's like putting scent on flies, mate, using hooks. We use mag- <laughs> magnets. Yeah, how, magnets only, yeah. How, how big are your magnets? <laughs> uh, uh, two ton. Two ton usually yeah, is yeah. a good starting point. Um, you know, you can get you can get the three ton, but they're for more experienced people, mate, you know. You can what get you them stuck. Casting that on a six-weight or something? Oh, no, you're not casting. No, 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 no. Just, no. We have, just like we just, a handline. Yeah. yeah, just like a handline, just like a, 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 a round and round, like a lasso sort of thing, you know. You can do it above your head like we call it the helicopter. Yeah. Um, most maggots don't like to do a helicopter because you knock the other maggot out. That's yeah. So that's a vertical, a vertical wheel we like to call it, or the mm. the, the wheel. You know. When's, uh, when's the mag uh, the mag fishing Instagram page starting? Well, we've already got the podcast, and I do that after this show. It's um, <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Magging Australia, is it? Magging Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, look, um, yeah, it's it that. Probably a bit of I don't know I don't have any fishing trips coming up in the in the in the near future, 
I just got to start getting ready to train for uh, for Mulloway fishing, which means very late nights and very late mornings to start. Yeah. Mm. What, what what's your deal with hating trout? Have you been to New Zealand and trout fish there? My I'll, okay. I'm going to explain this once and for all, and I hope that everybody's listening here. Okay. Everyone listening. <clears throat> I don't hate go. trout. You're just interrupting me, man. That was that was the climax right there. I don't hate trout. I like paying out on people who catch trout. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it's not a bad answer. It's not a great answer, but well, yeah, I I've got plenty. Of, I've caught stacks of trout, man. In fact, it was a long time ago, so I guess you know, like uh, with a with a statute of limitations, no one can really find me for it. But I used to live at Jindabyne, and I used to eat trout, and um, and I used to live. People who live in Jindabyne might remember Pat's Patch. Does anyone, you guys, know of that Pat's Patch? I guarantee there's people listening. I know Pat's Patch. It's just a trashy little caravan park slash commune thing, and we used to fish the creek behind it with hard body lures, and I'd eat them. They were great. They're all massive too. They're all. I like trout. They're delicious. Well, I have to ship some up to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't keep them. You let those little things go. They're they're like they're like entree size. <laughs> yeah, but mate, for you, I'd do anything. <laughs> 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 well, that's. Uh, I mean, tell you, my mind it makes me go giddy just thinking of that, you know. But um, you know, I yeah, no, mate, I, I like trout. I went. Uh, I did a talk for the Calder Fly Club uh, recently. Oh yeah. There, and um, that was maybe a year ago or something. And then a couple of the members took us trout fishing, and I caught a couple of rainbows, and that was cool. I yeah. bass gripped them when I held them. They didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remind them I'm from Queensland, you know. I was the yeah. only one at the airport wearing pluggers. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, mate, I like it. I, I understand. And I'll tell you what, this podcast, there's, one, there's a couple of things that accompany this podcast. And one of the main things is I really do have a desire to um, catch trout. I'm, I'm slowly, I, I, wouldn't, I would say if, if, if the pendulum was sitting still, whereas where I am right now, not traveling, and it was to swing either way, I would still like it to swing to a northern direction. But I would definitely not consider. I definitely wouldn't not consider going south. The idea of sight fishing for anything does appeal to me. <laughs> yeah, even tilapia. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I reckon Ooh. that'd be great to be able to sight fish uh, tilapia. But uh, I saw like um, Rob Dancastello put a post up the other day about what you call it polaroiding, which I thought was quite quite eighties of him and, um, <laughs> and uh, polaroiding rainbows in in like a, a western lake. And I was like, man, that looks that looks pretty cool. I've seen some footage since we've been doing this podcast of people that have been fishing western lakes and stuff and all, all those sort of areas. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, of just you know just flats, just still flats with with with, with trout crawling. I reckon that looks really cool. Yeah, it's pretty special out there. I mean, I haven't done enough, but yeah, I speak to guys who do it all the time and just looks like heaven. You know, it's and it's. it's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty unique across the world. There's very few places I think that have that sort of healthy population of brown trout in those in that many lakes. You know, they're just everywhere. You know, all you got to do is line up the weather, and 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 you're off. It's just a spectacular. Yeah, and, and even some of the backcountry in New Zealand, like the the idea. Yeah. I, I must admit, man, I, I'm so pumped to go to New Zealand just to walk through the bush and not be looking at my feet. Yeah. That'd be. That'd be so fucking surreal to me, you know. Really, but I mean, just the 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 forest there, the the, the yeah, man. It, it, I am. I really am starting to lean towards it, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. no VB over there, mate. You gotta be careful. I don't, I don't care. I, I can deal with that, mate. That's cool. Yeah, right. 
They got they got a good beer out there called Spates. Can you still get that? You can, and it's not a good beer at all. <laughs> <laughs> the best the South Island's got, isn't it? What, what do they drink down there these days? Yeah, that's it. They have Spates down there, but then you go up north and you got the Waikato Draft. You got the DBs, the Double Browns. Double Browns. It's all yeah. uh, it's all garbage over there, mate. <laughs> Oh, now nah, they've got you some. Know, good... You know this goes to New Zealand, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Love your. Hey, your boss uh, lives there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they, they got the some good craft breweries. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to get over there and do some uh, fishing the, the flats for well, side fishing kingies, uh, tailing snapper, and you know, obviously those those big browns. I'd love to. Um, I'd love to have a go with swinging um, in the Tongariro. Um, oh man. What... Yes. Yeah. Think of that. Like, oh, she'll she'll be up for anything, mate. So no, nah, bring your car keys. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your car keys. No, nah. <laughs> nah, cat, cat's pretty modest and somewhat. Uh, no, fishing. I'd love to do that. Eh? Um, swinging. You know. You sure? Two, two handed. I'm, I'm struggling Whoa. here. Yeah. 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 No. Get a get a bit. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, the tailing snapper like appeals to me in New Zealand. I must admit that is that is way up there in my top three bucket list, man, of, of catching fish. I reckon. That's, yeah. Um, that's that is that is some of the that has got to be some of the coolest fishing on the planet. Yeah, yeah. I haven't haven't um, haven't cracked that one yet myself, but uh, the the flats fishery for kingfish with those ray riders added like. Um, Tauranga and and down like north of the South Island around Collingwood, man, that's fun fishing and super visual and just yeah, great time. Yeah, I do that yeah. again and again and again. Yeah, what have you got? Trips coming up, Vaults? Uh yeah, yeah, I do. Um, in um, September, October, sometime. Oh, we're talking in... that far away. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. Trips then. Yeah, same here. Like week, weekend trips. Uh, uh, that, so yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, look. Uh, between now and and then, yeah, I'll be um, I'll be taking uh, every opportunity for what's seasonal around here on on a weekend. Um, yeah. So you know, tuna. Um, in um, in in winter, I'm going to spend hopefully some time with with Chris, Jason, Dewey's at night. Who knows? Yeah, if I can't get your first one, I'll get you your first legal one then. How's that? Yeah, how's that? That sounds better. That's yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, September, October, I'll, I'll have a northern trip, um, you know, based around sight fishing, um, which is really my, you know, what, what really gets me going the, the hardest is, um, yeah, sight fishing. So, um, did, you, did you say what gets you going the hardest or what gets you the hardest? Gets me I, going I, I, the hardest. I, think, I think it's a blurry line between what you said. <laughs> Right there. So, yeah. No, it's yeah. just where my my fishing passion lies. You know, the sight fishing. Um, you know, to discerning targets is is what I like to do the most. I find it fairly, fairly challenging. So, yeah. yes. Mm. I agree. Well, if we're talking that far in the future, in twenty thirty two, planned. <laughs> well, now you bring that up. I mean, let's say, you know, you've got this. This is your last weekend on Earth, and you get granted any fishing trip for. Yeah. A weekend. I mean, what what's the bucket list like? What what do you go and do without a doubt? Uh, I'll let Chris answer this first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's kind of the. I kind of got that trip lined up in in August with with, with Dave Bradley. Actually, it's um that's, that's something I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. It's um, but uh, look, I'd be the same as Volts, man. I, I don't think I don't think my my bucket list trip would involve anything that's not sight fishing in skinny water. 
Um, and um, and I would I look, yeah, I would definitely lean towards salt water for that. That's for sure. You know, it's um, mind yeah. boggles, mate. I mean, I guess if I was to pick the ultimate pinnacle, no 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 money aside, it'd be great to get over and fish fish uh, the tarpon with with Dustin Huff or something like that over there. That'd be pretty cool. But, uh, must, must do, yep. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sort of um, yeah, that'd be the go. That'd be it, man. I reckon that that's what it'd be. There's that you couldn't get a uh, a more ultimate fish than than tarpon in uh, big tarpon in skinny water. I think just yeah. the challenge, everything about it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Are we, that's... are we going to have the same answer, all three of us? <laughs> no. Yeah, so, well, it no. might be hard hard not to. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, you it's hard. yeah. You go. Oh, with, no, I mean tarpon without a doubt. I mean, I've never never got the opportunity to, but. Anyone you speak to that fishes for tarpon, I just think from then on, nothing compares from what I hear. You know, it's just all consuming. You know, you talk to Dave and Dave just, it's just tarpon. And then um, my missus is old man. Uh, his, his old man uh, used to live down in Florida and just fish for tarpon like all, you know, all winter down there. And he just has the best stories. And yeah, without a doubt, tarpon would be the rest. Yeah. Well, see, is it is it is it tilapia or tilapia? Uh, tilapia, carp. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if you get hybridised to you know to tilapia, carpy yeah, hybrid. No, uh, yeah. I've listen. I've I've been really fortunate. I've been to Florida, and yeah, I'd be straight back um, fishing for tarpon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you made me do something new uh, that I hadn't done before, it'd be. Um, I'd, I'd love a really big, you know, a decent sized flats GT. Or you know a, a big big permit in in shallow water too would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tarpon. If if I had one day left and you said we're going tarpon fishing, I'd die with a smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd put tarpon then like yeah you know, tank, a tank permit then snapper those tailing snapper off the North Island to me. Yeah right. Yep, I really would. I'd put them up right up there. I reckon that'd be super cool, man. Like you know, like a like a, a ten kilo snapper tailing. You know, because of just the way, remember Matt von Struma, how how Katie is mm. talking about how they were. You know, like they can see out of the water just as easy. I think that that whole challenge of that would be just epic. And to get it done, if it took a couple of days just to one fish, I mean that might not be everyone's cup of tea, but for me that'd be that'd be sick. I'd love to, I'd love to have uh, that everything add up to just that one fish. That'd be that'd be rad. It'd be so cool. Yeah, let's make it happen next summer. Well, well, mate, we need to know. I mean, we do know people in New Zealand, and. We- um, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Let's right. do it. Let's do it. We can make our vlogs, man. Our new vlogs. In, the uh, vlog. We can do yeah. a live live podcast from the boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. I I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do the travelling podcast. You know, where we're driving somewhere, or we're out on a boat, or yeah, the 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 vlog was a lot of fun. I want to do more of that. The vlog um, is that direction for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for more vlogs to go up, boys. We oh, well, I'll tell you. Like, I'll give you an inside scoop. We um. We were gonna do it, and then the rain hit up here, and the rain just caned everything. And then now it's school, now it's lockdown. Then it's school fucking holidays. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. if, if there's a time that I'm gonna hibernate from fishing, it's gonna be school holidays. That's for sure. I just we'll not go out on weekends. We'll not go out on school holidays. Sorry. So the vlog will have to wait. Yeah. And when we can travel too, you know, like you know, it, gets, it opens up a whole lot, you know, more opportunities to to go different places, you know, do different things different people and that'd be a lot of fun so um 
yeah, I mean, I've I've just been madly buying up, uh, madly buying up some stuff here to go to to shoot or record or create content with. So um, I'm really excited about moving more in that direction. You know, when we get time, but obviously we can't do do weeklies. And full respect to the people who who can do stuff like that full time. But yeah, we can't. We've got real jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it'll just grow organically and mm. just have to uh, get some good hats and some good wigs and uh, <laughs> paper bags. Maybe who knows? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Look, man, it was the medication, dude. Like it's just. You know. <laughs> Glandular. It's glandular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what line's that? That's from Ali G, isn't it? Is, that ain't fair. It's glandular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember that, but it sounds good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the obese auntie or something. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. We've got you. Yeah. All right. Smoking yeah. what you roll on there, sport. Well, Gus, <laughs> um, mate, we might wrap this puppy up. And I must admit, you have been a better interviewer than a guest, mate. And um, although you were a great guest, but your interviewing <laughs> skills were excellent as well. Oh, you've got to ask questions. You know, it's not just it's a, it's a conversation, isn't it? Not just a com- No, it is totally, man. We don't want to discourage that at all. It's totally a conversation. It's good. No, mate. But um, no, it's been good, Gus. I think um, I think it was uh, we've hit some good points and some um, and some great truths. So we've learned a little bit about each other tonight, and that's all we can really hope to take away. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and just to everybody out there who um, are buying any sort of fly tackle or tackle, um, your orders are coming. They've just been stuck in the Suez Canal for the last week. So, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> are, you, are you? Is it legit? Is, is manic affected by the Suez Canal bullshit? Eh? No, not at all. Oh, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> so that was your opportunity to really jump on that. But. Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought I could, but yeah. Uh, I mean, look. The, the only thing I'll say is that it's harder to get stock now more than ever. Um, so anyone who is buying stuff, we appreciate your patience, and um, you know, we're all just working to to get you guys geared up so you can get out there and, and catch your fish. Hell yeah! Heck yeah! Heck nice. yeah! I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, um, we'll, we'll we'll sign off, and uh, yeah, all good. Thanks for you very much for your time, Gus. I appreciate you. You're a busy dude, mate. And, yeah, it's great that you've made the time for us. Thank you. Thanks for having me, boys. No worries. Thanks, Gus. Folks, we are back, and what a, a gripping, gripping interview with Guslapin. Guslapin, it's Guslapin. It's so good to know that there's a there's a fishing enthusiast behind, you know, the soccer the, player. Yeah, Guslapin, <laughs> go. <laughs> no, but you know the the guy who works there actually fishes. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, mm. he's a captain positive dude, man. We've got to like Gus at um. But I wonder if he's still going to be employed after Dobney's boss in for sleeping on the bank. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a career-limiting move, that one. Career-limiting move. Yeah. Yep. Renee, what are you doing, man? What, are you just having a little kip or is it – why are you sleeping on the bank over there? Mm. We'll probably never know. We'll, we should mm. get Renee back on to explain himself. It'd be an interesting moment. Mm. Yep. 
I don't know. My, one of my most favourite parts of that podcast was you explaining the history of Abel. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. And then and then shortly after that, the, the podcast flailed around for a little bit. And then Gus took over as interviewer and asked us questions. And then, then it got really cool. The, the interview got really great. He's got potential as an interviewer. I think he's he's got a future if uh, if 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 Renee sacks him for for being you know fucking letting out the secrets so to speak, letting the cat out of the bag. Let you know, he could definitely get a job. In. Yeah, he could get a job on Current Affair. You know, maybe. Well, uh, we could probably yeah. employ him as an intern amongst the other staff that we've got here at the Intermediate Line podcast. Perhaps you know. Yeah. Wouldn't have to move to New Zealand. Just have to move to Queensland. <laughs> As long as you can wash your hands, you're right. <laughs> He'd love it up here, mate. I mean, clearly he's already spent a bit of time up here. He's going to be spending a bit more. Just move up here, Gus. Yeah, yeah. just take 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 the take the lap in and get up here. I mean, the leap in. Go sleeping up. Nah, nah. There's no connection there. I I humbly apologise. That was incorrect. Yeah. Sounded like um. Sounded forced, didn't it? Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to trying to like reach for a, 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 a simulation between lapping and leaping. Yeah, yeah, leaping. Yeah, Gus leaping. leaping, leaping up to Queensland. Mm. Yeah, I got. I really got. Nothing. I mean, it's not nice to be paying out on the on the guest's name. We're not really paying out. We're just riffing on his name because it's really late, and we're <laughs> lacking creativity at this point. Got no real material at this point. Fired all our bullets. Yeah, follow those boys. Just laughing at photos on Insta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, laughing at some of them. We're in awe of a lot of them, though. Some of them are amazing, yeah. Some are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. You know, I'd really like to turn it around at, um, and, and bring up the energy of the podcast, but it is late. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it is late. These, these outros are, are somewhat difficult. That's for sure, sometimes. What was your favourite part of the interview, mate? I like learning more about Gus, actually. It was interesting to, to hear how he's followed his dreams repeatedly, you know, like he finished uni, went over to USA, did a bit of fly fishing, obviously, he moved around a bit, went to Alberta and Canada, came back to Australia. Um, he had a pretty ballsy move, um, moving over to New Zealand for a job interview, you know, like, you know, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, I couldn't help but imagine Gus in Dumb and Dumber when he's talking about it at Aspen, eh? I just imagine <laughs> Gus on that little mo- motorcycle, you know, stuck to someone's back. <laughs> or you could imagine Gus in like in one of those, one of those the, the orange or the blue suits, you know, when they're at that party, you know? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. You could, you, could, you can see it. <laughs> I, think, I think I can, mate. I, I've had limited interaction with Gus in person. Um, but yeah, I, I'm picturing him, you know, doing that. Yeah. He strikes me as the type of guy who would probably would have travelled most of his Trans America trip in a tie dye shirt. To me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just getting odd jobs along the way. Yeah. Like like dog grooming. <laughs> and fighting dudes called sea bass. You know, sea bass. <laughs> in a diner somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Kick his ass, sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Gus! I got, I got a lot of respect for that dude, and I think yeah, um, 
yeah, I'm not sure if um if you know I'm cut out to be traveling Trans America in tie dye shirt fit fighting dudes called sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's epic, man. But uh, yeah, no, nah, look, man, it is, it is, it, you know, like he really did sound like he did lead the fly bum life, and I wonder if he's got any more of those Chernobyl ants. It sounds like you didn't lose them to fish. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's there's a lot to be learned from donuts. I don't know if we've said that on the show before, but if they're only eating Chernobyl lands for a couple of weeks a year, that's a pretty big donut, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what he was up to, man? You know, I don't know man. <laughs> he might have been having a good time. Who knows, man? Who knows? Well, look, mate, what do you say we uh, we wrap this party up? Mm-hmm. We look forward to another week next week, and we uh, we go on from there. We'll do better. <laughs> yeah, we'll do better. I don't think we can do better, mate. This is a, this ah, is a peak. This is a lot peak. of fun. Yeah, it's a peak. It's a peak. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, dude. All right, man. Catch you later. All right, see you later, man.